1: Come to Board with the Video Games, the gaming podcast that strives for the right balance of coverage <laughs> for games you play on your table and on your television. See, Josh, it would have been fine. It would have been totally fine. Uh, we're brought over the PSVG <laughs> Podcast Network and still be part of the Dice Tower Network as well. I'm one of your host, Kyle Hyman, and joining me on this co-op adventure, the guy who looks so happy for not having to deal with me too much for the last month, Josh Borboni. How Hi. are you doing this evening?
2: It's just a coincidence. I'm just happy you're in general. So it just looks like I'm, I've been happier to not see you. But that's not true. That's far from true.
1: It's amazing uh, how, how how challenging that intro was after not having done it in like a month.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, I'm good. I'm good. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just good, I think. I think I'm just good.
0: That's okay. I would actually That's change. better than
1: not good.
2: <laughs> yeah. I'm not so tired. I'm feeling good. It has nothing to do with our schedule change; just a coincidence.
1: <laughs> okay, I'll 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 take you at your word on that. But obviously, you know, yeah, little new schedule here for the end of the year. Our you know once a month, once a month podcast that apparently I already am going to stumble all over everything as we go through this. People
2: will appreciate it.
0: That's fine.
1: Yeah, uh, I do listen to some other podcasts, and it's humorous that they always talk about how. When you mess something up or when you make mistakes or if something goes wrong, like you're just not supposed to do anything about it. Like you're not supposed to acknowledge it. You're just supposed to fix it and like never mention the fact that you mess up,
2: which is not us,
1: not (laughs) us. But also I can see that if you are a professional podcaster who like that is how you make your living. Sure. Sure. Like if I'm at work and I make a mistake, I don't like tell everyone I made a mistake. I just fix it and then I keep going. Right.
0: Unless yeah, it's I guess something that's... where I had to tell someone about it.
1: But in general, like if it's something where I'm like, oh shoot, I shouldn't have done that this way, I should have done it this way, I just fix it and I keep going. I don't like announce to everyone, yeah. hey, I made this mistake, everyone come look. So, like from that perspective, I get it, but we're not professional podcasters. So, we're just going to talk about all these things.
2: Yeah, but I don't even know at a professional level the whole nothing to see here attitude. I don't know that that flies, especially if people are like subscribing to your podcast and paying you monthly. Like, just acknowledge your. Okay? acknowledge it or edit it out don't just like keep on moving
1: (laughs) yeah for sure for sure well hey you know we're gonna this podcast will probably look a little bit different for these monthly ones um we're gonna do our traditional intro stuff talk a little bit about what we've been playing but then we just have a grab bag of a whole bunch of stuff from the board Mm -hmm. game world and the video game world uh that we will talk about if we want to if we don't want to we'll skip things but we just have a big pile of stuff to potentially talk about um in each of those worlds but for to start with we have to do some pre-gaming yeah with of course life updates josh how th- how is everything hey. been going we have i mean we've talked a little bit but we haven't talked too too much over the last month so how are things going man
2: things are going uh i don't even know where to begin i mean since we last recorded my son started kindergarten
1: ridiculous
2: um i, I don't started... know how that's
1: possible like are you sure that he was supposed to start kindergarten
2: well he doesn't think he was supposed to
1: Okay, well, there we go. (laughs) At least someone's on the same page with me. So,
2: uh, yeah, he started kindergarten. Um, We are close enough to walk to the school, so he has been getting walked and picked up. Uh, We're relying more on the uh, grandparents to help get him and bring him to school because I also started a new job last week, which I don't know. What's wrong with me in my head, but I had a job where if I didn't leave it, I would have been home and and able to pick him up every day from school. Yeah. And now I have a job where I don't get to bring him to school or pick him up from school, which puts more strain on the getting him to and picking him up from school. But it's all for the best. Uh, Just logistic uh, nightmare. And ironically, that is what my job is in now. (laughs)
1: <laughs> and look, it's so it's just helping you navigate that. Yeah. It's like pre- prepping you every morning. You're getting prepped and ready to go to work.
2: Yeah, I should tell my boss I have more experience now. I should put on my resume it's the logistics of getting <laughs> a kid to kindergarten. Um, but that being said, there's been a lot of tears in the mornings, but he ends up having good days. He actually, we. I guess I'll tell my bad parenting story. Uh, you know, we, I think he might've picked this up from the kids at school cause he started after his first week, he started saying he, in the mornings that his stomach hurt. Oh, and I was like, okay, I've played this game before. <laughs> uh, so I know how this works. So I'm like, yeah. okay, I know, I know what you're doing and your stomach doesn't hurt. You're fine. You're still going to school. Even if your stomach hurts. But my stomach hurts. Uh, Yeah. And I'm like, I I know. I'm sorry, buddy. I know you're nervous. And it's scary. But once you get in, you'll be fine. And and we went maybe two days of him saying my stomach hurts. And then on the third day, he threw up. Uh, Okay. So then I felt like the worst person on the planet because he's trying to tell me his stomach hurts. And I didn't believe him. And his stomach really hurt. So well, it
1: did on the third day. It may
2: not have still yeah. on the first two. You don't know that. That's true. So he's already missed one day of kindergarten. <laughs> um, that was the mother-in-law's day. So we're like, hey, I hope you didn't have any plans today because we need you to stay home with him today. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any sick days yet. Went, yeah, uh, like just one of those things. So, but you know, he's been going. He already said tonight. Like, what's tomorrow? Hey, look, silence my phone um uh because tomorrow's school day i don't want to go to school anymore i'm like okay so this will be a fun battle for the next few years, years, of, years of, of his life, life. <laughs> uh yeah so that's been going on but uh, he's go, he's going to the same kindergarten i went to the same school i went to a grade school um it's really funny like my mom would walk me there and now my mom was walking him there yeah in the mornings and picking him up um but yeah, it's kind of crazy just to see how much he changes as a person just from a week of kindergarten versus daycare, like he was doing. Um, so that's been interesting, uh, and challenging and and stressful and enjoyable. All of the emotions. Yeah, and then I started a new job, like perfect timing, right? <laughs> so I yeah, I started a new job. I left the custodial arts to Go into uh, logistics for a medical company who builds proton cancer treatment machines. So it's totally, total different world.
1: So basically, the same thing as what you were doing before.
2: Yeah, totally. Yes, <laughs> I get. The same. I get. <laughs> totally the same. Um, it's back to what I used to do, like at Lowe's and Best Buy. So I have like some experience, but. Uh, it's definitely a big change and i'm actually like i text my friends and i'm like they have free coffee here and you can have it whenever you want all day every day and they're like yeah welcome to a real job <laughs> i was like oh i didn't know this was normal uh and my wife's like when did you since when did you start drinking coffee and i'm like well monday <laughs> when it was free, <laughs> <Because it's> free. <laughs> so drink it all day now um so yeah, it's been it's been an interesting change. It's only been a week so I can I am not going to try to say like it's great or it's not great, whatever. It's too early to to really put a label on it, but uh it's it's a it's a much longer commute, about 10 times the my commute of what I used to do, but so it's like a half from, an hour. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's not really a, a commute commute, but it, it's just a change, you know. Yeah, uh, being and I'm gone from the house like for the whole day, so it does feel weird coming home and making dinner at six o'clock at night. Making yeah. dinner at six and having to let Jameson stay up till eight now instead of seven because he needs to be able to eat and let that food just can do its job. So right. I'm not going to give him spaghetti and send him to bed. <laughs> so <laughs> it's actually
1: bedtime so you just have to eat this yeah. in bed. I hope that's yeah. okay.
2: Just hear him slurping on the on the monitor. Uh so like everything has changed, my schedule, his schedule. So our whole life has just changed. Um and you know, that's what it is. It's changed. Yeah. Uh and you know, this this falls into that category as well uh board with video games not recording every week is a change to my lifestyle as well to a degree um you know a lot of people talk about how podcasting uh can and can't be challenging and some people mm-hmm. like oh it's only an hour or two hours of of your day and that's not really necessarily true uh like maybe on paper it is but like you do more work after the podcasts, so you're right. doing more than i am and a lot of times we're thinking about what we're going to talk about or how we're going to talk about it, or uh, we catch up a lot before we record. So it's more than just that. So it's nice to be back doing it because it feels more like some stability in yeah. this chaos right now. Yeah. Um, And I think that I don't know if I did my flo- my kitchen project since we recorded last or not, but we tore up my whole kitchen, pantry, yeah. and mudroom floor and put in slotted pergo flooring and had a bunch of issues with that. Like all yeah. of our door, all of our door uh, uh, transitions are uneven. So there's like one inch like drops between yep. the bathroom and the kitchen, and the kitchen and the bedroom, which we haven't been able to address yet because we've had so many weekend events. Um, but yeah, I mean, I can't complain. I'm happy currently and healthy currently. Um. So I'm doing good, and I I have just talked for too many minutes without letting you talk. So I know, and our listeners know, uh, that you are going for your doctorate.
1: It's true. So
2: mis-
1: it was a mistake, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get. It's been good. It is uh, uh, a lot of work, though, especially when uh, working, you know, full time still, and then having class two nights a week for three hours and then, you know, got to do homework. I'm doing probably 12 to 15 hours of homework on top of that each week. (laughs) Um, So, it really is between, you know, those two night classes and and homework. It's, you know, a a 20-hour-a-week-plus commitment right now. So, upon, uh, on top of a job that is over 40 hours, like, I just have a lot of time for other stuff because I also want to try to ensure that I'm being a you know as good of a partner as i can be and i to be totally honest i know i'm failing in that aspect a little <laughs> bit right now um so i need to do better there but it it just really is um and it'll take some time to get used to it i think obviously with time it'll get better because obviously we're really like pretty much exactly 1 month in um at this point and i haven't quite figured out that balance yet but so far so good i mean i'm i'm in I've always been one of those nerds who like I really like school. I always have. Um, I I like going to class and I like learning and I like talking to people who are way smarter than me, which is most people. uh, But I I just really enjoy um, that process of discovery and and learning and understanding things in a new and different way. So, um, yeah, it is one of those things, though, that you in sitting in programs like this and, and getting to kind of this level of schooling, you do realize how different it is. Um, and just like how drastically different you're treated than, you know, even like, you know, undergraduate students in college. Like the expectation of work is definitely different, but also the flexibility is so much greater. Like if I don't have something done, they're like, that's fine. And granted, I haven't gotten to that point. I don't want to get to that point because I'm going on vacation here next in a little over a week to for two weeks. Uh, so I'm trying to gotta ch- cash in all of my flexibility. That's exciting. Those two weeks, yeah. So we're leaving a week and a day from today uh, to go to Disney World for eight days. So that's pretty exciting.
2: That's great. Are you yeah. are you gonna get in contact with Coach Mo?
1: You, I'll be honest. I never even thought about it. I really you should, should do have it. done that. He Man, has decent passes
2: to the parks, so.
1: So yeah, because I we were flying out Monday and coming back the following Wednesday.
2: Nice. Um, yeah, I need a picture of you and Coach hugging. I need to see that in my life. <laughs> I'll, I'll
1: see. I'll see if I can. I'll reach out to him and see what we can do. So. Um, but yeah, so we're going down there and doing that and, um, which is exciting and kind of getting everything ready for that. And then of course, uh, just for work, I've been traveling a ton more than I typically had in the last couple of years, just because, uh, obviously even last fall, like COVID was still kind of weird and schools were a little, you know, a bit more conscious of like, or con- or, or they weren't as, uh, willing to just allow students to people to come visit students and do all that stuff. So this fall, just my travel has been like way more. So, like two days last week, I was gone for like most of the day, so I had to leave like super earlier on Thursday and I got home late on Friday and then this coming week, um it's Thursday and Friday again, and like it just I've just been have been gone so much for that and just trying to balance that with everything else. It's been rough, so when we get to the <laughs> what you playing part, it's not gonna be much ah. <laughs> um because i I literally I think have had i think I, I have sat down to play video games since we recorded our last episode. I've sat down to play video games, I think a total of three times, um, like, that, like, yeah, and that's it. So like, it's been pretty minimal. Uh, but I kind of knew that this was going to happen and I was like, I don't know how in the world, um, I'm going to be able to like, keep up and, and be able to do things effectively and have, um, reasonable, amount, like reasonable things to play. Like, I'm just going to like every single week, my, what you're playing is going to be like nothing, you know, right, so, like, I, right. I, and that doesn't see, feel great. So, but yeah, overall things are going good. Um, Hopefully they continue to go well, and maybe as I get more used to to striking this balance and this load, we can, um, you know, see if it's going to stick to a month, once a month. I know there's, I'll, I'll float. We can this go to quarterly a, if you need to. <laughs> well, no no, 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 no. We'll do it more than that. Uh, but we could uh, float out the. You know, there might be. I'm going to say this with no promises no promises at all <laughs> yeah uh, but we're we're working on potentially a special episode uh, that might float in there oh, and, yes yeah that might float in there uh sometime randomly um so it might we be we like don't a, even
2: know when it's gonna be
1: yeah we don't even know when it's going to be yet but we're working on something um so it might end up being like an episode like number like if it happens between this episode and the next episode 25. it might be like 254 and a half or something <laughs> like that like we'll have to wait and see how it goes um but yeah so we're still working on stuff so don't think that like. We just have abandoned everything. We just show up one day once a month to like record this. Like we're still talking to people and still working on things because the intent is to keep this going. I always yeah. gotta figure out exactly what it's gonna look like. And actually, Josh, what I was doing the other day, I was kind of going through my podcast that I always listen to and I was making some adjustments and kind of getting rid of some podcast feeds that I haven't been keeping up with and then kind of adding some back in again. Um are you do you listen to the Secret
2: Cabal? No, I used to, but I don't I don't right now. You know, I always try I? I what's that? Should I be listening to them?
1: Well, I don't necessarily like I don't like how they do their podcasts haven't changed. Like I mean, they still yeah. do it the way that they do. But I always thought it was really fascinating. Because I know like if you listen to like on the video game side, like giant bomb and things like that, especially yeah. old giant bomb, maybe not quite so much current, but I think even still current to a degree. Really known for like their three four hour podcasts, right? Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: Um
1: and I, I just think it's so fascinating because I had listened to Secret Cabal for the first time in a really long time. And it was their episode that came out like a week ago. But everything they were talking about, like, was things that happened at the end of August because they just record, Ah. like, every two weeks. But they're, like, super long podcasts. So, like, it would just – and then it was, like, they, like, delay the, like, release a week. So it was just really interesting about, like, how depending on – what your audience is looking for or what your audience's expectations are like you can do that and it's fine <laughs> like people just are like yeah it's cool this is just what they do like yeah i know that that thing happened like three weeks ago from the time i'm listening to it but it's yeah. fine because this is like what the recording schedule is so i just thought that was really interesting because i kind i had kind of forgotten about that fact that they record so intermittently but they're very long episodes when they record them yeah so but yeah anyway so any other uh Life updates, Josh. Anything else you know, not related to all the gaming stuff we're going to talk about here in a moment? You want to cover?
2: Why have so many? You don't have anything else? Do you have any house projects going on? What do you, What do you do besides? Well, school? really, not
1: much. Like we we've had very few house. We have actually no house projects going on because everything has huh. been going to this 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 vacation. Yeah. Um. So that's really been the main focus of kind of the <laughs> My partner is a huge planner, and I am not. Uh, I'm kind of like a on a vacation person I just like show up and I'm like I'm vacationing whatever happens happens I'm on vacation yeah Uh, she's a very big planner though so really like the the planning process for this vacation has been in process for I mean almost a year but hardcore for the last 60 days Uh, but even like back in February and March like she was like ordering like shirts for us to wear and like. yeah (laughs) we did
2: that too we had shirts we wore when the last time I went
1: Yeah, so you know we got all that going, and we have uh, done a practice packing already once to make sure we can fit everything. Practice packing, oh yeah, (laughs) just to make sure we could fit everything and all that good stuff. So, yeah, I mean it's just been those sorts of things. And are you doing Universal
2: also, or just Disney?
1: We are just doing Disney. Um, Our hope is that this will become a kind of like every other year trip. Um, yeah. And then the so next time we go is when we'd incorporate Universal.
2: So. Well, I'll tell you this. We're we're planning on Disney in two years. So if that happens, we'll have to Do coordinate. Do you know when you're
1: thinking of going?
2: We don't have a time set yet. It'll be when he's not. Well, actually, I don't know that school matters. Uh, usually we go in May because it's very quiet in May. Mm-hmm. But I've also got Star Wars weekend in May also. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I've also gone. We went. The last time we went, we went uh, after Thanksgiving, and it was awesome. No, really, it after Thanksgiving. We've gone, yeah, because they had the Christmas, because I was yeah. like, oh, wait, Jack Skellington was there, but I was like, oh, no, he is dressed as Sandy Santa
1: Claus. Santa Skellington.
2: And that wasn't bad, actually. I thought it was going to be packed because of the holidays, but it was like the week after Thanksgiving, so nobody was there. Oh, wow. Um, we don't have a date yet. We're just kind of seeing, we don't even know where family's is going to be in 2 years. It's like yeah. it's a long ways away. But uh what what do you uh you got something you're looking forward to the most ride-wise, park-wise? Well,
1: I mean, I'm always a fan of Animal Kingdom. I always have been a fan of Animal Kingdom. Um so that is, you know, as overall park goes cuz like since I've it's been a long time since I've been there. So like Pandora, all the Pandora stuff is new since I've been there. Yeah. Um obviously all the Star Wars stuff that's been added is all new. Um they have uh there is the Guardians of the Galaxy um, yep. Cosmic Rewind now like there's so there's I, I, really what i'm looking forward to are the new things Yeah. but even like um they got rid of like you know how they got rid of like the great movie ride and they have like that Mickey and Minnie ride now there and um uh the Ratatouille ride was new since i've been there like there's a whole bunch
0: yeah
1: so there's just a whole bunch of stuff that like i you know, haven't had the opportunity to to do yet. So I think for me, it really is just checking out all of these new things. Um, I will say I, I feel, I don't know, maybe I'll feel differently once I've been there. But I really feel like they are nickeling and diming us way more than they used to. Um, everything costs something now, whereas before I felt like there was a lot more things just included by when you went. Yeah. Um, but now I, I really do feel like that you have to pay for. Every darn thing that you want to do, which in general, like I get, but also when you're paying like almost two hundred dollars a day just to get into work, yeah,
0: it's crazy. You know, when
1: you're like, Oh, but now if you want to use like you know, Genie Plus, which is replaced lightning lanes, like or the fast pass system, you have to pay for that. Yeah. And it's like, well, I already paid, you know, how much to be here, but now I have to pay additional to like use this feature. And then are just you staying the in the
2: park, like at a park yeah. hotel? Just yeah. use the magic hours. Don't get fast pass. Just use the magic hours. But
1: here's the thing, though: the magic hours now, the after magic hours are only for deluxe resort guests.
2: Oh no! That so was, you, oh, the early wow.
1: hours, which are thirty minutes, are for everyone, but the after yeah. hours are only for deluxe.
2: That stinks. And we are. Not we stayed <laughs> at the All Star <laughs> Resorts, and we were able to stay till like one a.m.
1: Yeah, exactly. See, so that's what I ta- what I talk about. When I feel like everything now is like you have to pay for yeah, it in some stinks. way, shape, or form. Um, so that's like the big thing of that kind of stuff, and even just the idea of like, and I get it because it's brand new, but like Cosmic Rewind, like you can't even go wait in line for that thing. Like yeah. you have to like get in the queue for it. Or the it and Star Wars you...
2: Resistance thing.
1: Well, that at least if you're willing to wait, you can. But like literally oh, for can. Cosmic Rewind, you can't even wait in line. You have to like get in a virtual queue, and and then maybe you'll get. And if you you can get in the virtual queue, or you can pay extra to pay for a spot.
2: thanks.
1: Um. Or, But, like, if you... And the virtual queue opens at, like, 7, and they're yeah. gone within, like, 60 seconds for the, all of the morning spots. And then a new virtual queue opens at, like, 1. But you have to be... For the 7 a.m., Um, I think for the 7 a.m., any resort person can do it. But I think... So those all get taken by the resort people. And yeah. then for the 1 o'clock, you have to be in the park to be able to get it. Wow. But, like, that's the only way you can ride the ride.
0: That's So, nice.
1: yeah. So, like, it just... We'll see, you know, and that's what I said, like our plan is to go back again, like in a couple of years, but we're going to wait and see just how, how much, cause this, this trip got, uh, I mean, we always knew it was going to be an investment, but it has gotten pretty dang expensive. Yeah. Um, yep. and we're fortunate that we can, that it's fine. Um, uh, cause we haven't really gone on vacation in like seven years, but you know, I, and I granted if we go, go in the future, it will not be for as long, but it just, yeah, man, Ooh, everything it seems like there's an additional <laughs> price to it. So yeah um and even like uh, cuz our airport doesn't go to um uh Orlando International it goes to Sanford the other one okay yeah uh so even though like and that's another thing right like Disney Magical Express doesn't exist anymore so you have to now pay for transportation from the hel- from the airport to the hotel
2: that's so weird
1: i know which like, you didn't was... used to have
2: to do
0: yeah
1: <laughs> right well, here's the thing, though, is that when you fly into a place, like if you fly to um, Orlando International, it's not a huge deal. Like, there are still multiple, like, mirrors. The people who did um, actually ran Disney Magical Express, like, basically run it still. You just have to pay mirrors for it now. Yeah. Um, so it's still a relatively affordable thing. Um, but since we're flying to the other airport, uh, there is no like shuttle service per se, like other than us booking it individually, and it's like 140 bucks each way. Jeez. So it's just like like everything is just like another thing, yeah. So and granted, we could have flown like we could if we wanted to try if we wanted to go to Orlando International, we've had would have had to drive to Chicago or Minneapolis because yeah. just from our airports they don't fly there because there's small airports when, when you live in Iowa. So, but anyway, that's enough for me complaining about that because I'm still really excited to go and I think I'm gonna have a really really great time. I'm
2: sure you will. I'm sure you will. But,
1: Yeah. So we'll see. You know, I think how. We did have that conversation though, but like maybe next year, um, if we want to do a shorter vacation, uh, maybe we do go to a board game something.
2: So yeah, there's a cruise happening in January.
1: Yeah, not, <laughs> not in January, but potentially in the summer or something like that, because all of the videos from Dice Tower Retreat East East was that the one that's in June?
2: Yeah, that's the, the July.
1: The July one, excuse me, the yeah. July one. Yeah, so. Erica really liked those. Obviously, then also all the stuff from Gen Con, but that just wouldn't the time with Gen Con is, it's just not gonna happen in our schedules. It just doesn't work. Yeah. Uh, but then even excuse me, even like the Dice Tower retreat that was this last week.
2: Yeah. Or like,
1: like Grand, honestly, Grand timing Grand wise is really so. But you yeah. know, just from a time of year is actually really, really good. Um and it's an easy in, easy out, just playing some games. So we'll see. We'll see what we're gonna do. But yeah. But yeah. Well, with that, hey, let's get on to the show and talking about games and all those things. So, thanks so much for joining us this week, everyone. As always, if you have any feedback, questions, or suggested topics, hit us up at Board with VG on Twitter, or check out all the awesome stuff over on the Instagram, also Board with VG. Um, as a side note, out of my housekeeping section, my goal—I am I'm setting small goals for myself—starting um, in October, and there's a specific reason I'm waiting until then. Uh, my goal is to actually be much more active on the Board with VG Twitter account. Um, oh. I'm waiting until after my vacation. We can't both
2: month. focus on that. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, because we definitely don't do as much social media as we probably should. Because sometimes I think of things and I also take into consideration the idea of like just because something happened and I have an opinion doesn't mean anyone else cares. But,
2: <laughs> well, that's the whole Twitter matter. thing. <laughs> I
1: know. But then what else is the point of Twitter? Exactly. Right. So, um, I might, we might be, I'm going to at least try to uh, make a better effort of being more active on social media since we're not doing podcasts weekly. Um, We are proud to be part of the Place of Video Games Podcast family, and we encourage you to check out all of the shows like the PSVG Podcast, the Nintendo Shack, PSXP, and Dollar Cinema if that ever returns. Uh, You never know when a new show might pop up, so be sure to stay tuned to all of your favorite PSVG PSVG Podcasts to stay up to date. We're also a member of the Dice Tower Podcast Network, so if you enjoy our conversations about board games and would like to dive deeper into that world we encourage you to check out the dice tower podcast archive as well as all the other members of the network hey like the secret cabal that i mentioned earlier hey no matter what type of board games you enjoy there's a podcast on the network that's right for you so josh it's been a month man what have you been playing
2: well here's what i'll say i haven't had my new job for a month but (laughs) um it has really changed how i game and well how i taking all media right now because oh, I should add something here. Um uh can I type and talk at the same time? No. Uh so I get home, dinner, or whatever, it's now, let's say it's seven o'clock now. So that's my mm-hmm. night, right? So seven to I can stay up later now because I can sleep in later. So seven to twelve if I want to be tired, seven to eleven normal uh i'm deciding if i want to play a game my son's still up till eight so if i'm playing a game it's going to be family friendly yeah um or co-op and then if i'm watching content um typically it's been like g4 or youtube and then bed so i you know the gaming has changed a little bit to that degree uh that being said i still have stuff i played before the schedule change and i'll talk about one of these last because you've also played one of these so let's start with inscription i decided well i got us strange brigade which we haven't played yet i'm waiting for you i don't want to just play it on my own because i think what (laughs) happened last time was like we played it for 15 minutes on a whim and then never played it again i think we Uh, played it
1: for longer than 15 minutes though
2: My memory is like a goldfish, then. Uh, I really feel
1: like we played it for a couple hours, but I could be wrong. I
2: don't know. I'll have to check my playtime on my PlayStation. I'm sure it's there somewhere. (laughs) Um, But I got like the deluxe edition was like $80. I got it for like, what, five bucks?
1: Yeah, something like that. Yeah.
2: And at, at the same time, I also bought Inscription, a game that I played a lot of on the PC. A lot, a lot of, actually. Just never really progressed past a certain point so this was a game that we talked about so much that my friend was like he, he pre-ordered it he couldn't wait for it to come out so we were talking um at our D D night so we're now yeah. into dungeons and dragons nice we haven't started yet we have our first game game we have our first sitting tomorrow night but we got together and created our characters and and you know tried to figure out how it's going to play um, and he was talking to me about his love and questions about inscription. And when, he oh, found I, okay. and when he found that I hadn't beaten it, he, he gave me homework. I want you to know that
1: <laughs> he's <laughs> well, like reasonable.
2: He's like, your homework is to finish inscription. And I had two days off. Uh, that was that night we played was my last day at my last job. So I had mm-hmm. taken two days off between transitioning jobs. So. That Thursday, I sat down and I I beat Inscription. So I completed it on the PlayStation. Um, and wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's just one of those games where you never really know where it's going. Right. And even once you beat it, it actually has a different game mode to play when you be- after you beat it. Oh. Which is very interesting. Um, and I don't think this will be a spoiler. When you play uh, the game, when you first play there's a card called KC, K-A-Y-C-E-E, mm, mm-hmm. uh, which you can, uh, that you can have in your deck. And then when you beat the game, KC's mod is is unlocked. And it's kind of like a new game plus type of thing. Uh, and that's all I'll say, because I don't want to actually give any spoilers, but um, it's such a fantastic game. Really enjoy it. Great for its price, 20 bucks on PlayStation, less on PC, I think. Uh especially now, and you know it's a yeah. developed a digital game um just really good like uh, you know i have we talked about it before, so I'm not gonna lament on uh, uh, inscription um well'll stick in the p c world uh, unmatched one of my favorite board games is now digital, it is an early access on Steam, it is twenty dollars, so it's not cheap, but uh the production value that mm-hmm. it's very good uh they did a really good job. Even with the tutorial, it's like thematic. They're telling a story in the tutorial, and it does a really great job on explaining how this game plays. And then I will say this, uh, playing the AI is yeah. difficult. Okay. I'm very surprised how challenging the AI is. Okay. So I can't wait to play people, because <laughs> maybe I'll do better. Um but you only have access to a certain amount of characters. I, I wish I could tell you who they were because I did random the, the other games I've played. But I don't know like Medusa. I think Sinbad. Uh, shoot, I can't even think who else is in there. But there's like a, I think four to six characters available at start.
1: Yeah, because that was gonna be my question as to how many of the characters were there. So yeah,
2: I think it's four to six. But you know, let's just say four to air on caution. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of fun. I really like the uh, the way they set it up. If you've played like a deck build through, like Ascension or Star Realms, you'll figure out the formula of how to play cards. It's all it just comes down to strategy after that. Uh, but it's been a lot of fun. Um, speaking of games I've played before, uh, Immortals, Phoenix Rising is mm. on Game Pass now. I forgot I bought it on Xbox. I thought it was Switch. So oh. when I when I installed it, there was like a uh save with like three four hours on it I was like, nah. <laughs> yeah
0: because
2: now it is it is a next gen update so you can play performance mode or quality mode um i'm, I'm actually forgetting games because i just had another memory of another game that had that but uh, i jumped back into it actually having a lot of fun playing it i'm not taking yeah. it too seriously mm-hmm. i'm just trying to like i'm kind of skipping some of the cutscenes, but i actually like the core gameplay it's pretty fun yeah um And I enjoy the combat for what it is and getting all these new upgrades for Phoenix. So I'm still playing that. I can play that with my son watching, which is another benefit to me having this available to me. For sure. Um, Sticking with the Xbox, uh, we bought Sonic Colors Ultimate. It's $20 uh, on Xbox right now. So uh, my son's been more curious about Sonic. We put Sonic Mania on his Switch. Mm. And when he watched me play Sonic Colors, which I've never played, He's like, I was like, did you want to play? He's like, yeah, this is an adult game. I just watch you play. <laughs> but it's a lot of fun, actually. It's, uh, it reminds me of the Sonic Adventure for Dreamcast, <laughs> because a lot of it has uh, more scenic. They just put you on a platform and you're just kind of watching Sonic do things. But you always need to be ready to react. And that's right. what happened in like the, the, the Dreamcast game. It's like, oh cool, watch Sonic run on his own, but wait, don't put the controller down. You're gonna have to do something in a second. Um and it adds like these like jellyfish things that give you different abilities based on their color. Uh so you have to actually go back and do levels over again once you unlock all the colors. Which I probably won't be doing. I'm just gonna f- complete the game. Yeah. Uh but it's fun for what it is for twenty bucks. Definitely I'm sure it's gonna end up on Game Pass soon, so I don't know why I bought yeah, it. Yeah, everything does. Yeah. Uh <laughs> But it's been a lot of fun, so I'm enjoying that as well. Uh, I played a board game, believe it or not. Yeah. I I tried to play it again, but I kept getting no's from the wife. So not because she didn't want to, I don't think. Uh, She just, my tiredness must have passed on to her. Okay. So now I'm not tired anymore, but she is. (laughs) Uh, But we played the first introduction or tutorial to... Jurassic World Legacy, or I think it's actually called Jurassic World The Legacy of Isla Nublar. It is a Kickstarter game from Funko where you are creating Jurassic Park. Actually, I don't know why Jurassic World is on the title. You're actually creating Jurassic Park with a young Richard Hammond.
1: I think that's where you start.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, it's a legacy game, but at least that's where you start. Um, and uh, I think it's pretty cool because everything is done in the art of old pulp comics, like uh, the ten cent comic books that you'd see, like Detective Comics, Sherlock Holmes, or um, even like earlier than uh, Action Comics stuff like that. Uh, and each each um, chapter, there's twelve, has a comic book that is associated with the rules and tells you what you're adding and what you're not adding. So first game we played was teaching you how to play and we had to do a certain amount of objectives with a t-rex velociraptors uh brachiosaurus and triceratops on the board at the same time as us um uh, but it is cooperative which i appreciated uh because it's harder you know if it was competitive i don't know that the wife would have liked it as much although she's also a mystery maybe she didn't like it at all who knows <laughs> Uh, but my goal is to just keep pushing uh, to play that. Like, I have so many games I could play, but I really would like to have... We've never played a Legacy game together. So this is, oh. like, we got it going. We know what to do. Let's just keep the train rolling, hopefully. Uh, So we played that. That's fun. I don't know if you can buy it in stores yet or at all, but it was a Kickstarter game. So that's why I have it. And no pun intended, lastly... I'll talk about The Last of Us Part One, a game I have never played. I've only mm-hmm. watched people play. Uh, I, I'm blown away just technically. Yeah. Right off the bat. Um, it is what I was looking for in a remake, remaster. It's that Resident Evil 2, Resident Evil 3 quality remake. Yeah. That you, if you did, if people didn't know, you'd think you're playing an X Gen game. Not too like obviously there's variations Mm -hmm. in there, but I think it's incredibly high quality. The controls I'm still having issues with, but I understand like you can't you can only change so much.
1: (laughs) I will say it is always weird, especially going back to the Last of Us of like sprint on R1, reload with R2 while you're not aiming down sight. It's just odd.
2: Yeah. It's a bit odd. (laughs) Uh, I totally end up doing things I don't mean to do frequently. That being said, um, I'm really enjoying my time with it. I need to make more time to play it, and I I hope to do that this week now that I'm set like a week in my job. Mm -hmm. Hopefully nothing crazy drastic changes this week, but maybe. Uh, But I think putting in an hour to a night um, this week is more feasible now. So. Uh, that's my goal. Play more Last of Us Part 1. It's so incredibly impressive what they have done with it. And just kind of watching some videos about like even just the physics engine that they have now. Yeah. How characters react is just very impressive. So uh, I'm really looking forward to play more of that game as well.
1: How far did you get into it?
2: Uh, you know, I only played maybe four hours, three or four hours.
1: <laughs> well, Josh... <laughs> Anything else you want to any, any other games That's, you've been uh, playing?
2: Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. I mean, I've watched my wife play Disney Dreamlight Valley. Yeah. And I don't want to she's not listening, but I don't want to spoil any surprises I have for her, but I'll have something to talk about in regards to that next time we record.
1: Um yeah, so I started uh as I mentioned, I sat down to play th- video games three times. Uh one of them was to play The Last of Us Part One. I'm only like two hours in. 90 minutes, okay. two hours in. That's it. Yeah. Uh, But, yeah, it really is – Naughty Dog is really good at what they do. What they do isn't for everyone, uh, but they're very, very good at it. And and I think that they continually show uh, why they're one of the best studios out there because no one is able to get more out of a system than they are, I think, overall. And, you know, especially – our brains do weird things to us, right? Because like when I play this game, I'm like, well, when I play the remaster on PS4, like I feel like it looked like this. But then when you go and look at comparisons, oh, yeah. you're like, it did not look like this. Not even close. Not one bit did it look like this. Um, and then when you really start to look at it, it is pretty amazing what they've done. Uh, you're right. I've always found the controls a little bit awkward, um, especially getting back into it again. I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. That's how this works. I do remember very distinctly Um, at one point after I've been playing, I completely forgot to re- how to reload. Yeah, I was like, I don't remember how to do it, so I'm just going to shoot all my bullets and and then he'll roll, he'll do it himself. But I'm like, I don't remember how to do this because uh, it is kind of odd. Like they're they're it's a little quirky. It doesn't fit the quote unquote traditional button prompts of like what button does what. Uh, but overall, though, um, I think it's it's uh, an incredibly good looking game, um, incredibly still powerful game. You know, this is. Uh, the oh, best yeah. way to play it. You know, it just is. And, you know, the debate as to whether this was needed or not, I, I think that's a totally reasonable debate to have. Uh, but I don't think it is... I think it is very challenging to look at the finished product, though, and not say, like, wow, this is a pretty solid technical piece of yeah. uh, video game craftsmanship here. So, um And it still has the heart, too, which I think is nice. I know a lot of people were worried about, you know, the new the new models and kind of how they were going to look and all that. And I, I do still think it really holds um up well and the heart is still there and, and uh yeah i just like i said it's the last of us is just a, a special game it just is and this is now the best way to play it so if you have a ps5 right. um last of Us part one pretty dang good uh another game uh that i played uh was it takes two uh this was a game josh and i had started a really 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 really, really long time ago
2: yeah when it, when it came out two years yeah we ago. played for a couple
1: <laughs> hours uh and then we never played it again uh, so my partner and I played it, and we finished it. So, oh, nice. Yeah, so we had been playing it kind of on and off since like the end of July. And number one, that game is way longer than you think it's gonna be. Goodness yeah. gracious! Uh, and then it was funny because we were getting close to the end, and I was like, or I felt like we were getting close to the end, and then we stopped playing and went back the next day, and then I kept playing and kept. I'm like, okay, <laughs> clearly we we're nowhere close to the end. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, a couple weekends ago, we were playing, and I'm like. She's like, well, should we stop for dinner? I'm like, I think we're really, really close to the end. She's like, yeah, last time you said that. I'm like, okay, 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 we'll stop. So we stopped, Whitney did her, blah, blah, blah. Went back down to play it. Like, literally, there was like a cut scene, and then the game ended. <laughs> so I was like, I was right this time. I was super <laughs> right this time. Uh, but it is a great game. Uh, I honestly think it might be slightly too long. Uh, but it is still a really good game and, and what they're able to do with it is is pretty impressive. Um, and now obviously we'll talk about later. It is coming to switch. Mm. Um, I, yeah, I just really like it takes two. If you have the opportunity to play it, definitely do so. Uh, I am still pretty amazed that what could easily be seen as a game that is geared towards like onboarding someone to help. Like, Hey, I really like games. I have a partner who doesn't really like games. Let's have a game to like help onboard the- this is not that game. Like you That's need to be able to play video incredibly games. To play this difficult. Game.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs>
1: like there are parts of it that are, are challenging. Um and, you know, uh Erica's pretty good at games. Like she has the platinum in Kingdom Hearts 3. Like she's not bad at games. Yeah. Um, but he, but she just doesn't play them as often as I do. So uh there were parts that were definitely frustrating for her at points just because um, you know, there are certain things that the types of games that she does play, which tend to be RPGs, like your platforming sequences of like jump, jump, dash, jump, jump, Like that's just not a thing she ever has to worry about, you know? And Oh, and then swing to, and do this other thing. Like, so there were some frustrations there, but we got through it. She got through it. It was great. So it was good. Uh, and then the last game that I was playing um, is actually part of PS plus this month. Uh, PS plus the, the basic one. <laughs> yeah. Cause who knows these days? Knows?
0: Um,
1: and that's playing tell uh, them a game I've actually always wanted to play. Um, and, you know, with everything else going on, I was like, well, what is a game that potentially I could start and maybe actually finish? Um, well, I haven't finished it yet. I tried real hard, but I haven't actually finished it yet. Uh, but it is just a very simple game where you are on a journey to go see Toem, Um And in order to get there, you have to take a bus. Um, and every little town you get to, you're trying to earn yourself a free bus pass. Um. So you just go around and take taking pictures of the things people want pictures of. And that is how you earn stamps in your little passport. And once you get enough stamps, then you get a free bus ticket to the next town. And then you do the same thing again. It's all in black and white. You're just walking around. You got a camera taking pictures of stuff, talking to people. That's it. It's all you're doing. Uh, <laughs> but it's a lot of fun. It's a really cute world. Uh, the things that you have to take pictures of sometimes are a little bit challenging to figure out. Uh, sometimes they're very straightforward. It just depends on the situation. Uh, but it's really kind of a charming little experience that especially, you know, as part of PS Plus, I think it's a really easy recommend if you're looking to unwind from a day, or maybe you've just played like a really intense multiplayer game, and you're just looking to kind of chill things out before you go to bed. Like I think Tome is a really, really great um, option for that. So, yeah, definitely don't be you know afraid. I know some people might be turned off by the graphics or any of that stuff, but it, it's great. I'm having a wonderful time with it. Uh, when I sit down to play or when I'm thinking about playing video games, though The Last of Us is there and like there are plenty of other games, but like, inscription I really want to get back to. Uh, Tome is the one that always jumps out. It's like, you should just play Tome. Um, so and maybe that's just because of how busy life is right now that it feels like what I want to do. Right. Um, but, yeah, it's great. Highly recommend it. So if you have PS Plus, make sure you're grabbing it, downloading it or at least claiming it so you can play it later. Um, but so far, even though I'm not done, easy, easy recommend at this point. so
2: nice all
1: right, so with that then, Josh, I just listed a whole bunch of topics uh related yeah, to did. board games and video <laughs> games. um, so I figured we'd just start with board games. Is there josh uh, a particular story that's jumping out to you? Is there I don't know if you had a chance to look at them at all yet?
2: Yeah, it's funny because I went to add stuff and like everything I was gonna add, you already like literally already added into here <laughs> um. <laughs> so i don't what about do what should we talk about first i think maybe the easy one to talk about first is sagrada because uh it is something i'm currently backing let's do it uh so there is i don't even know if we talked about this previously but at least we we knew this was coming i, I even got a thing in the mail from them yeah advertising it was coming but um I think they did change the name. It used to be called Sagrada Legacy. Now it's called Sagrada Artisans. It is a legacy board game. It is currently on Kickstarter, I believe, right? It's not on GameFound.
1: Yep, it's on Kickstarter. Correct.
2: Uh, It's published by Floodgate Games. And yeah, it is a legacy um, two-player... Oh, no, sorry. That's boss. It's a legacy board game for Sagrada. Uh, Essentially uh you are uh writing in this book you uh you ha- you can if you want to back it at the level where you get this really interesting dice tower uh there's eleven days left right? or hundred twenty two thousand dollars out of a seventy five thousand dollar goal It plays two to four players sixty minutes it's thirteen plus and, uh, i mean age is subjective at this point but uh you get the same designers same publisher uh you get Each player gets a journal where they'll be editing. Editing. They'll be marking it as they play. Um, It looks like the dice. Yeah, the dice are finally bigger, which I know is a a complaint of a lot of people. Including me. Including you. Uh, It comes with a story deck box that has over 100 cards in the main deck, uh, which should be interesting to see how they tell this story. Uh, It comes with a set of colored pencils, which I'm sure will thematically play into the game. Uh, as the dice are colored, um, it comes with a pencil sharpener if you back, back <laughs> it on Kickstarter. Uh, there's also some uh, foil gold star legacy point stickers. So if you were one of those gold star students in school, rest assured you will be recognized with a gold star for doing whatever they want to give you that <laughs> for. <coughs> you get uh, a cathedral board that you're permanently marking, organizer boxes winter window pattern booster packs there's so many things sealed envelopes you know it's the full-on legacy treatment for sagrada so i mean do we need to really talk too much about it i think well you haven't played sagrada as much as i have correct except for digitally maybe right uh with your with the amount of times you played Sagrada, like for me, this is an instant back. Like I backed it immediately. How much did you like playing Sagrada minus the tiny dice? And I know you play Legacy games. Obviously, everyone knows yeah. that. Is this something that you need to have? You want to have? You might get? Like, where where's your excitement level on this one?
1: So I almost insta-backed this. I okay. did not, nice. um, but it <laughs> is in. I do have it. Uh, a reminder set for it. Um, so that i'll get that kind of reminder 48 hours before it ends while you're on vacation uh, because, what's that
2: while you're on vacation
1: while i'm on vacation yeah well i gotta do something you know <laughs> when i'm h- hanging around in the hotel room at the end of the evening um what what is throwing me off more than every anything is the fact that the location for this says minneapolis and i was like i didn't think that i realized that floodgate games was in minneapolis is it oh
2: there you go they must anyway
1: be. that that should not be the thing that i'm worried about anyway <laughs> um so, yeah, I do very, very much like uh, Legacy Games. Obviously, it's something that we play um, the most. And I think one of the advantages to them, for us at least, is that once we start them, there's always that that feeling compelled to finish them, which brings us back to the table maybe more often than it would if we weren't. Because, like, as you can tell right now, like we don't have a Legacy game that we're playing, and it's been much, much harder. Uh, we've had a Terraforming Mars set up on our game table for literally three weeks, and we just haven't played it yet. <laughs> um, so. That that's just kind of the way things go. Uh, but so I am really interested in this. The price of it seems pretty pretty good to me for a legacy game, um, especially yeah. since you're going to get at least ten plays out of it. Uh, I do appreciate the fact that they have like the the booster or the the reset kit that you can do if you want to, um, which is always nice. I will say that uh, customizable deluxe dice tower is a bit over the top. It's a
0: little
1: uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty pretty spendy. Um, but yeah, like they have a reset kit, which hopefully. Uh you could get down the road if you wanted to, you wouldn't have to get it now. So that way you can just pay it, play it, and then decide whether or not you wanna, you know, get the reset kit. Um, I don't totally know if I know what the booster pack is supposed to be for.
2: Yeah, I don't know what it is either. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Cause I think it's just the same as it's, what's in the uh, box is what it says.
2: Replay the campaign windows or try new challenges, swap in new players from outside your campaign group, playable during oh, okay. or after the
0: campaign.
1: So yeah. So anyway, but no, I'm definitely interested in this. It is, it is high up on the list. Um, it is something that, like I said, is, seems reasonably priced. Uh, I would be a bit annoyed if I bought the game retail and I didn't have four packs of colored pencils. Right. Did did you notice that one of the Kickstarter exclusives is you get four packs of colored pencils instead of one? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like if I if I bought this and had one I had one pack of colored pencils and then when the dice are rolled like everyone has to color it I'd be very annoyed. <laughs> like <laughs> it's like you know when you have to like hand like I don't mind handing dice to people cuz you're not always doing you're not doing it all at the same time but anyway yeah. that's not here there. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh overall though, uh yeah, this is definitely on the short list. Uh, I I've been looking for a new legacy game. I did not get the Jurassic World legacy game. Um because I just I could not stomach the price of that one Um, and this just seems a little bit more in the ballpark of um, what I am willing to spend right now uh, as far as a board game experience goes and I did like Sagrada like I said I haven't played it as much as you but I did enjoy it so
2: cool did you see the dune kickstarter by the way from Simon
1: oh I did see the only thing I saw about the dune kickstarter uh, which I guess that could be something was a shipping cost. <laughs> oh, and I didn't know. I didn't see that at all, actually, uh, is I saw that they're like, due to player demand, like we we're making a player mat, And I was like, player demand? Like, are you really telling me that like you didn't have this ahead of time? Like you you knew they had to have it ahead of it's time. It's a very right?
2: interesting seam on Kickstarter because there's only one pledge level. And you know that that's not what they're going to end up doing. They're going to add something.
1: There's only three days left, Josh. They can't add. They have- oh, is it that?
2: Oh, wow. I didn't realize it ends so soon. Well, yeah, it's very unlike them to only have one pledge level. It's $110 just to back the game. yeah
0: for uh, War of Arrakis.
2: But I really expected and It's coming from Georgia, and it would still cost me $50 to get it from Georgia to Massachusetts. And Whoa! I'm like, eh, I don't think well, so. Well, there are
1: 129 <laughs> miniatures.
2: I know. I will, you could. Uh, send it on a train. It'll be cheaper. <laughs> this, I know, this obviously, game is going logistically, to, they can't do that.
1: Yeah, this is going to retail for $140 in the stores.
2: We'll see. Also, I mean, I could probably walk into a Barnes & Noble in two years and get it for $49. That
1: is <laughs> that is also a possibility. Um, oh, <laughs> so Barnes & Noble still they, around. Yeah, if Barnes & Noble still around. So, yeah, you have two four-fold boards, which is probably yeah. why they created the Playmat. Because so I did see the thing about a Playmat the other day yeah four um, that's the or four only thing I saw. are dangerous <laughs> they are, and there's two of them. oof, duh. let's see here optional buys, the spacing guild, so that's an optional buy so that's an additional forty dollars. oh yes, the arrakis playmat, thirty dollars really that's it. that's actually not too bad, yeah, for them at least, usually it's way, way more than that, so, yeah I
2: expected it to be like five hundred bucks
1: oh yeah, dang uh forty to fifty eight dollars for shipping in most states, that's a little bit of money,
2: it's a bit I mean. But at least they're being
1: more transparent about it ahead of time. Like, now I know.
2: Yeah, that's also true.
1: (laughs) So, like, and honestly, like, if they're transparent about it, like, I'm not, I don't have such a huge deal. It's not such a big deal to me.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: Because I know that I am paying not $110, but $160, you know, and then if I want to play mad, $180 um, or $190, and that to me is better to know than later, but. Very it just is interesting because with the number of miniatures they say is in the box, for some reason, uh, the way this is displayed makes it look very small.
2: It does seem small, right? But, I, but I, I can't on.
1: imagine that it is. I have, and especially if it's two four fold boards, like it's got to be pretty darn big.
2: Yeah, it's just gonna be tiny it, miniatures.
1: Yeah, but it looks so small. But anyway, so I'm assuming you're not getting
2: Dune or for Arrakis. No, there's so many Dune games, it, there I are have so such many a Dune hard games. time even buying one. I have one, I have. Uh House of Secrets, I think, but I really want to get the Gale force nine one. I'm just gonna wait and see if that drops, but there's like eight dune games already.
1: There are so many darn dune games it is true um but you know people are uh, apparently it must be popular because people are buying them, so yeah, yeah, so what are you gonna do but um okay, Josh, did you know that one of the best video games of the year is getting a board game version?
2: Hmm, let me look quickly. Well, yes, I know what you're going to say, yes.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: Dorf Romantic, uh, yeah. the relaxing video game about building a dreamlike village is getting a its own board game adaptation. Uh, and the thing that is most interesting about this is that it is a game for one to six players, and I believe it's a cooperative game. So I just think about, basically, it seems like you are going to be uh, building okay so this is going to totally work because carcassonne is square tiles and these are going to be hexes yeah but it's like carcassonne but you're all working together
2: (laughs) i think that makes sense it makes sense with the theme of the game it would be weird to make this competitive right Uh, 100 percent, it would be so to make it cooperative i think that makes a heck of a lot of sense because now you need to be communicating uh with your team about which hex makes sense to put where
0: yeah
1: so I I really like this video game obviously. I we've talked about it a lot on here. Uh, it's, uh yeah, I just really enjoy it. So this is definitely something um that I will be taking a look at. It's going to be 35 bucks, which is totally reasonable. Yeah. Um it'll be available at Essen it sounds like.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, um, which obviously I'm not uh going to you be going, going to, to Essen anytime soon. Uh, no, I'm not going to Essen. <laughs> um but I am very excited about Dorfromantik. Now the big thing to know uh, is I don't know if it's been confirmed for a U.S. release.
2: Yeah, so this is Pegasus Spiel. the only thing I don't know. Spiel, And I, that game I wanted so bad, uh, which now I can't seem to find. There was like, oh, Majesty? Was it Majesty? There's a game by Pegasus Spiel I really wanted for a long time. It wasn't I don't think it was Majesty. And it was a U.K. only release, and I had seen it at PAX Unplugged, and I had to wait oh. like a year Before they put it out in the U.S.
1: Yeah. So if you are, you know, maybe you saw that uh, Dorf Romantic in a recent uh, Nintendo event. And you're like, what is this game? Well, just know that theoretically you could get it as a board game as well. Uh, But even if you don't, just know that uh, Dorf Romantic is an excellent game. Even if you get the Steam release, Uh, I'm assuming it's going to run just fine on Switch. Uh, But it's great. I really like it. You know, when I was just talking about uh, One being a great chill out game, uh, Dorf Romantic is definitely uh, fits in that category as well. So check it out. It's it's very affordable um, digitally, but also if you're interested in the board game, uh, it seems like it might be a good time. So there you go. Yeah. One of the best games of the year, getting a board game. That's the only game I could have possibly been referencing. Right, Josh?
2: Well, I'm not going to reference the other one right yet. Let's reference something else. Okay. (laughs) The people have clearly been talking about it. In fact, they've been talking about it so much that people are spending $4,000 on it. (laughs) And that is uh, something that came out of uh, Disney's D23 convention, uh, something that I think I would argue came out of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, And that is Disney's Lorcana, which is this is a take on Magic the Gathering, but with Disney characters instead. And once you hear that, it only, to me, makes sense. How has this not been a thing already? Right. Uh, it makes total sense for them to be doing this. I think the bigger picture here is that Disney is really paying attention to board game and gaming now. And yeah, we yeah. can look at a lot of their endeavors from Villainous, which is great, to Big Thunder Mountain, which is a big disappointment, to everything from It's a Small World to Mickey's fancy treehouse, Mickey and the Beanstalk. You know, from kids to adults, they're really just expanding their license to all these people who you know are trying to make good games and uh i have no reason to doubt this endeavor uh just based off of popularity alone we're not even going to see this game until next year yep uh but my reference to the four thousand dollar thing is that the d23 expo they did release a founders pack of six cards Mm -hmm. um which kind of made me sad when I first saw all this happening. I was like, oh, man, what a bummer. I hope someone at D23 can get me these or I can buy them online. Well, you could have, Josh. They're selling $2,000 to $4,000. But what I really appreciate is Disney Lurcana. I don't know if this is their official account or an account that got their name before them. Uh, Started tweeting and Instagramming out because I've been following them now that these cards will still be available in the base sets. They just have a D23 logo on them, which Mm -hmm. makes me feel better uh, because I really enjoy the art on these cards, especially the Robin Hood card looks incredible. Um, Actually, there's more than six cards. There must be eight because Mickey's not in this title picture. Uh, But uh, there's a lot of magic haters out there talking about how they're literally copying uh, text from magic cards, and they're not literally copying. they're just like changing some words <laughs> 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 or some of the abilities uh how that being said, uh we do have these really nice cards where we have an, a clear attack, a clear defense. We have some things that we don't necessarily know uh what they mean on the cards yet, but Mickey you know has evasive and Corella da has as a villain. She has certain things that, you know, it's going to be like a magic deck or I guess any other deck builder or TCG or CCG you've ever played. It's going to be very similar with just, man, the when I think of Marvel Snap and all the card variants they have just from art alone, yeah, uh, I'm really just like, I can't imagine. They're going to be able to put out so many sets and the sets can just be themed on a type of art. Mm-hmm. And it, it could be great for collectors. It could be a headache, uh, but for someone like me who would just be happy to have a deck or two and and have some buy some packs every once in a while when I'm at the card store, the comic shop, I think it's just really promising. So, um, I'm one of those adult Disney people that people on the internet are complaining about now. So. <laughs> uh file me into that group and if you're in disney and you see these i i would like you to buy me some <laughs> uh, yeah I, I will definitely if they are there
1: i doubt that there will be but now they see won't be
2: <laughs> so what do you think what's your what's your read as a disney person on uh and a magic person on yeah kind of
1: well as a uh former magic person uh, right. who played a, a ton of magic you're still
2: a magic person
1: i mean I, I do watch it from time to time still even though i don't really play it much anymore um this is really interesting to me. I think this might be the one way I could potentially get my partner into some sort of uh, tactical um, PvP card game. Yeah. Uh, And looking at the cards, you know, it does seem like, yeah, there's like just one resource or whatever you want to call it type to like get cards out onto the field. There's obviously, like you mentioned, that distinct attack and defense power. There's this weird in like the bottom text box, this weird symbol on the right hand side that I don't know what that means. Yeah um so i'm trying to figure out because some cards have one and two and you know mickey, mickey has, Mouse four. has four yeah uh so I, I don't totally know what those are and then they also each have a symbol like under their name that elsa ha- has a purple one and maleficence is red and Cruella is green like so i don't really know what that is you know so there's a lot of things that i'm trying to figure out exactly like what all these interactions are and how complex this game is going to be is it going to be closer to magic or is it gonna be closer to pokemon like where are we going right, as far as right. complexity goes um and i'm just wondering too about you know like all the things that you start to hear of when you hear hey they're making a classical card game that's going to be competitive like okay well how many cards what's deck building look like how many ver- how many copies of each card can you have like like all of that stuff is what starts to go through my mind and in, in trying to determine whether or not uh, this is something I want to get into. Now, you are right. The art on these is pretty dang stellar. Um, it is really cool and unique um, and different takes on the characters and the fact that you have like um, Elsa, Snow Queen, Maleficent, Monstrous Dragon, okay. Mickey Mouse, Brave Little Taylor. Like there's so many other variations, of obviously, of all of these characters that are going to exist outside of just the seven cards they've shown us so far. Uh, so this could get dangerous. I think this could get real expensive, real yeah. fast. <laughs> um, and I do wonder what the staying power of this is going to be, right? Because we see, hear about new TCGs and CCGs coming up kind of regularly, right? But a lot of them haven't had the staying power that Magic, Pokemon, sure. Digimon, yeah, right,
0: yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, and YuGiOh. Like those are like the four main ones, and there are some others that come and go. um But I'm interested in it, like if nothing else, for the art. It, it looks really, really cool. Um, So I'm really. This is something I'm going to be keeping a very close eye on. Um, I I do think it is kind of. I wonder if this is going to stick to quote unquote Disney, yeah, and if um, you know Marvel Snap is going to be its thing, right? Um, You know, and there's obviously Star Wars Destinies. Like, so I'm really wondering if they're going to stick very, very closely to just Disney characters, because otherwise, why wouldn't you just put these in Marvel Snap? You know what I'm saying? Like, it seems like yeah so we'll see i'm interested i'm always down for a new card game and when it's disney themed um yes i'm also one of those disney adults i'm a sucker to at least wait and see what happens if i am sure i will buy some packs of this uh how many packs of of this i buy uh remains to be seen
2: yeah yep i'm with you
1: yeah do you think do you think will your wife play this with you any any chance she's gonna play it
2: i i think i can get her to try it because of the theme. okay Gotcha. But we'll gotcha. see if it sticks. Okay. It's the competitive stuff. Like, she's really good at ascension. She really enjoys it. She beats mm-hmm. me more often than not, which yeah. makes me happy. Like I'm actually like, oh my god! Like this is a game I never thought you'd be even remotely interested in playing, and you enjoy it. So I know that this is a different beast. Uh, no pun intended. Uh, but <laughs> uh, I think. Just having the deck building knowledge is is a good gateway into this as well. So even if like if you're listening and you're really interested in this type of game, and you have a partner, uh, a significant other, friend who wants to play with you, but you're kind of worried that maybe Magic is too much, try to get him into a deck builder first, and like that's like weaning him into into it. So like do like Ascension or um, Star Realms or Legendary. Uh, or Dominion, anything like that. Like those are those would be good like gateways to this type of game.
1: All right. Man, I'm actually I, I don't know why. I'm actually really excited about that. About this game. I don't know why. <laughs> I just really want to play a collectible card game, I think. Okay? Yeah. I just anyway. Uh so hey Josh, this other game that came out this year is getting uh a board game adaptation. Uh the small game. I don't think huh. a lot of people really like this game, but apparently um, I don't think gonna, we do, right? <laughs> that is Elden Ring, yes. Elden Ring has had an official announcement that their bo- the board game is coming. Um, uh, and this is from the folks over at Dicebreaker. Um, an Elden Ring board game is in the works from the studio behind the tabletop adaptations of Dark Souls. Forge Games revealed that it would continue its run of adapting from FromSoftware's gothic fantasy video games which has included a board game, card game, tabletop RPG, and miniatures based on Dark Souls, (laughs) by bringing this year's spiritual successor, successor Elden Ring, to the tabletop. Um, Elden Ring, the board game, will see up to four players. A single-player mode will also be included. Become tarnished characters journeying through the lands between in pursuit of becoming the Elden Lord. Uh, As in the video game, discovering the world via exploration is said to be a key part of the experience, with Elden Ring sprawling in distinct regions inspiring a huge and varied adventure, in the upcoming board game. The only boss mentioned by name in the initial reveal is Godric the Grafted, one of Elden Ring's central shard bearers and major demigod foes faced by players in the early Stormville Castle dungeon. Um, Elden Ring, the board game will recreate the video games battle using a diceless combat system, which will require players to strategize and adapt their plans during each encounter. In keeping with the Soulsborne series, infamously tough, prepare to die gameplay Fights in Elden Ring, the board game, will be plenty challenging, as creators have said. So Josh, number one, what do you think you are more likely to play? Elden Ring, the video game, or Elden Ring, the board game?
2: <laughs> the video game. because Only because we already own it.
1: <laughs> That's true. We are, do already own We're it. I'm not going to booted- buy
2: the board game also.
1: <laughs> Remind me, have you booted up the Elden Ring? Have you played it at all?
2: I have played it. I made the mistake of starting with a magic user which seems to be a um, big mistake (laughs) uh so i have played probably an hour of alvin okay
1: cool cool um if you had to guess josh how many followers so this is gonna become a kickstarter yeah how many people do you think are following this campaign because we don't know when it's launching yet but you can sign up sure. to get notified on Kickstarter's on the page for the game on Kickstarter. How many followers do you think it has right now?
2: Well, I got to imagine every single person who's backed a Steam game is backing this because this is just right up Steam Forge alley. I mean, so, this is—I don't Steam know, like 1.2 million people? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, not quite that many. <laughs> uh, but there are currently 10,283 follow or 823 so people <laughs> just following the campaign. Yeah, um, which is still huge. That is a ton um for any game like that uh but yeah so uh for um context uh dark souls what it funded had uh 31,000 backers
2: okay yeah
1: um so you know but this is also just very much the uh hey notify us on launch this isn't even you know committing any more than that um another game of theirs uh monster hunter world had a little over 20,000 backers um so I feel like this is probably going to do pretty well. Um I think that we're going to I imagine get close to those Dark Souls board game numbers, wouldn't you think?
2: Ah uh, yeah, I'm sure it'll surpass it for sure. Yeah. Based on the popularity of the game.
1: So, yeah, cuz they also did the uh, Double May Cry uh board game and that one only had a uh, little over 2,000 backers.
0: Oh. Okay.
1: Yeah. It actually barely funded. The hun- the funding goal is 150,000 and it did 159,000 for oh, Double wow. May Cry. Yeah, so that one barely got there uh granted you know the dark souls uh got to like 3.8 million or something like that <laughs> yeah, there was a there lot of money <laughs> <laughs> so but just to be aware so if you're a fan of elden ring and you don't and you don't want it to, the the fun to stop if that's what you call elden ring is fun uh hey there's gonna be a board game available for you uh, probably in like a year and a half i would assume right like whenever that kickstarter launches right. add on right. 12 to 18 months and you'll have yourself a <laughs> board game to play right in time for elden ring dlc or elden ring 2 or whatever else they might be doing so uh do you want to talk about Keyforge at all?
2: Ooh, well uh we can talk about how I am not happy with the price of it.
1: <laughs> well, let's talk about that then. That works. So there's a new Keyforge uh set coming out. Yeah. Uh obviously, you know, Keyforge had been under the fine folks at Fantasy Flight. Uh this has now been picked up by the other people who are now running it. I can't remember. Ghost Galaxy, I think is what Ghost they're called.
2: Is that right? Galaxy, yes.
1: So so tell us about this, Josh. You're the big Keyforge fan.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh not too many months ago it was uh it was th- that time to buy Keyforge boxes when Fantasy Flight decided to cancel Keyforge, everything went just bonkers clear. And so I bought like three boxes of Keyforge decks for yeah. less than the price of one box when I first started playing. Um it's on GameFound. The new set's called Winds of Exchange. Uh, not only is it now by Ghost Galaxy, so we really don't know if they're using the same printing technology that that Fantasy Flight Games was using for the uh, unique decks. In fact, I can tell you based off of the game found that there's at least one deck that everyone's going to get that is exactly the same, which kind of defeats the purpose of Keyforge. Yeah, uh, I don't know what the deal is with that. Is it just like to get people's f- to get your foot in the door. Uh,
1: I wonder if they're thinking that for teaching people, it's going to be much easier to teach if you sure. if you have the same thing to look at.
2: Yeah, and you can also, like, there's a certain tier where you get a deck named after you, but that is that same deck that everyone will have. So oh, you're not oh. getting a unique deck. You're just getting a unique name. Uh, that being said, I was kind of still on board. I was like, you know what? I would still like to check out and back a new set for KeyForge, right? Yeah, it seems really cool. I still like the idea of KeyForge. I still like the game of KeyForge. Um, and I'm trying to get down to they're bringing back one of my least favorite houses, Mars. So that turned me off right away. Um, they're they're uh, they have a lot of like they're they're referencing how to play and then using a an, uh, geek and sundry Becca Scott how to play in the original game. Yeah. So they didn't even splurge on having someone like show off new stuff, but uh, when you look at the rewards, it's not the base reward, but the first reward they show you is one hundred and fifty dollars. Yep, to back the game, and they call it as quote not too big, not too small, just perfect for the average KeyForge player. If your average cost of entry is one hundred and fifty dollars, like you already lost me, and you get your name on the card, right? But you can go all the way back down to the two player starter set for $50. And I want to point out to buy a two player starter set of Keyforge, it's $20. Yeah. For every set that came out before this, uh, you can buy the Seeker of Decks pledge at $65. Um, and I believe it gets you uh, six decks. So uh, that's still. Five dollars more than retail for regular Keyforge decks. Right. I just don't understand coming out hot off of an acquisition and charging more for everything. Well you gotta pay for that acquisition. I get that it's new. Um I think probably the most uh interesting, most uh promising bundle is the $75 one where you get uh, a a playmat as well as those six decks. Probably the better deal, but it's still only six decks in one play, Matt, for $75, which they're claiming is $102. I just, everything about this campaign doesn't seem right to me. Yeah. It seems just a little bit off and to the point where if I'm going to spend, they have up to $750 on here. Yeah. If I'm going to spend money on Keyforge, at this point, I'm just going to buy an older set because each deck is unique. Each deck is different than the other one. So you're still getting a key forge experience if you're buying a clearance box. Yeah. You're just not getting the new set. So I'm just really not happy with this whole feeling of this uh game found. I mean, they they're over a thousand percent funded. They're at six hundred ten thousand yeah. dollars off of a fifty thousand dollar goal. So I mean, I guess good for them in that regard but i'm just not i'm not in love with this and if i'm going to spend money on KeyForge, it's going to be on older decks at this point
1: yeah i mean i will say that uh i'm a little surprised at how many people have backed that 750 dollars level yeah there's like way more people have backed it than i thought <laughs> would um so that's kind of surprising to me uh it is a lot of decks though that you get in that though so i guess that's good
2: <laughs> right so that's pretty cool. as it should be <laughs>
1: cuz you get 72 packs which so 72 decks. It's a lot of decks.
2: Yeah, you never have to buy a deck again.
1: I know. So uh yeah, this I was when I saw this I was like, "Oh, okay, all this is interesting, you know, potentially I will take a look at uh jumping into this and then I saw the price and I was like, well, maybe not." Like if I knew I was going to get to play it more potentially, cuz I know you love the game. Yes. So if I if I thought that maybe I would get to play it a pretty reasonable amount um I, I might get it, but even like it's kind of weird because like the two-player starter set is fifty dollars, which I mean isn't like I mean that's not a great price because it's just two, two decks. <laughs> um. Well, I think you get let's f- see, two-player starter set containing rules tokens and two introduction decks. Yeah.
2: Oh. Here's what I would say. Oh, and you
1: get two additional decks. So you get oh, two okay. decks to learn with and then two additional decks. Yeah, but
2: oh, okay. But also, the two player starter sets of the other ones also include that as well.
1: Okay, yeah. And it seems like uh the introduction decks are not actually complete. So you could even use those for reals <laughs> right. if you wanted to. um So that is a little bit. I wonder what the MSRP then for just one deck is.
2: Yeah, I, I wonder what they're going to charge. But this is what I'd say if anyone's interested in Keyforge, honestly. Go into Google, type in Keyforge, go to the shopping thing. You can get a two player starter set for Worlds Collide, which is a fine set, for 20 bucks, and you can get a box for 40 bucks. You can be in for 60 bucks on months worth of Keyforge just at that price point. That's 18 decks, I think, in a box, 40 bucks. Like, you'll be good.
1: So if you buy the Seeker of Decks, which is just six decks, um, the retail price supposedly is seventy-seven ninety-four, which would make it twelve ninety-nine a deck.
2: So it's yeah, it's like three bucks more per deck. Yeah, like f- for what? <laughs> I mean, uh, I, and, and inflation. Gosh,
1: yes, inflation. One,
2: yeah, it doesn't seem so bad one to one, but when you're buying right. that many, it's it's a pretty big jump
1: yeah when theoretically yeah you are having to buy an entire deck to buy it to like it's not like you can, like buy a card and slide it in right like you have to buy it you whole have deck. to
2: play that whole deck yeah yeah so all right well hey that's
1: i think good for board game news should we switch to some video game news some sure. video game stuff josh uh anything in particular of all of the things that i've listed <laughs> that that are calling to your heart that you'd like to talk about
2: i mean uh we get a bunch of stuff uh, that. To- that we could talk about.
1: I know. Apparently, since we were just going to stop doing the podcast, like take some breaks in between episodes. So like, hey, let's have like every showcase that could ever happen. We're going to just do.
2: Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, we could talk. You're up next. So you pick. <laughs>
1: okay. So here's where we'll start. Josh, Um, of all the showcases that are listed here, the Ubisoft Forward, the Nintendo Direct, the yeah. State of Play, the Disney Marvel Game Showcase. Did you watch yeah. all of them? None of them? What have you seen?
2: Ooh, this was like the first Nintendo Direct I didn't watch. I watched okay. everything else, and only because I was working. Uh, I did catch some like clips on YouTube, but I didn't watch the Direct on the whole.
1: Okay, so let's then start with, because we're going to start with the one that I, I can't decide how I feel about. Sure. Uh, let's talk about Ubisoft. Yeah. Uh, so did you watch this like hour and a half thing?
2: I did, yes.
1: Yeah, so did I. What did you think?
2: Uh, I thought... Just when I think I'm in touch with Ubisoft, I'm I feel like I'm <laughs> a Nintendo fan all of a sudden. I was like, oh, I'm not in touch with this fan base anymore. <laughs> right. Uh, I I I just uh I didn't really get why this needed to be this long and why it needed to cover what it covered. Um but then I thought back to I think the last either last Ubisoft E3 or two when they just did mobile games at their yeah. E3 and I was like Oh, okay. They don't know what they're doing anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Mobile gaming is not the future for Ubisoft. I don't think. Maybe it is. Maybe it is because everyone's chasing that microtransaction dragon.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Goodness gracious. Yeah. I will say that uh, is the one big thing about it. I'm pretty certain that the mobile game that I play all the time that I'm still playing, yeah. uh, I'm pretty sure that it is like dying. So it's kind of nice I haven't spent money in it forever. It's kind of <laughs>
2: uh There's a few things I was interested in. Yeah, uh, let's hear it. The more I see a skull and bones, the less I'm interested. I was
1: going to ask about that. Okay.
2: Makes me real sad. I feel like it has a real uh, big Sea of Thieves vibe to it, but I'd rather just play Sea of Thieves, a game that is now established and has fixed the big issues that people have had with it like i really enjoyed my time with what i played for the pirates of the caribbean thing because it was mostly solo right um and skull and bones all it reads to me is just another uh relying on people to make it successful game
1: does it seem more like they're trying to be like the more hardcore version of skull and of uh
2: yeah, less cartoony, more, yeah, yeah I think so. It, it It feels like they were like, okay, we know people liked Assassin's Creed, Rogue, or Black Sails, or whatever the heck. Black Flag. Black Flag, and like, let's take that part that people like mm-hmm. and marry it with Sea of Thieves. Forget yeah. about the game we showed people five years ago that people seem to be interested in. Let's change the whole game. Because uh, yeah. now we don't get any of that, like top-down, yeah. third per- not even third-person, just top-down pirating. Now it's just fully Assassin's Sea of Thieves.
1: Well, know. and here, here's the thing. If this wasn't coming out November 8th, I might potentially have given it a look. Sure. But I'm playing God of War November 9th
2: or right. 10th or whatever it is. Like everybody so... else in the world.
1: Yeah, so uh, Skull and Bones is just going to have to sit there until maybe I would predict even Black Friday, two or three weeks later, this game is going to be on sale.
2: Probably, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you're wrong. Uh, Mario and Rabbids, like, why? You showed us everything we need to see. Yep. All it was to me was just filler. And they didn't even show much. Like, this is how you walk around the world. Yeah, we already saw that. Like, you showed us that. Not too long ago.
1: Well, they showed like that, like that. There was a pretty long like battle section that they showed, didn't they? Right, but
2: but uh, <laughs> are people coming to this that didn't play the first game?
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess maybe that's true. <laughs> are you getting Mario and Rabbit Sparks of Hope?
2: Yeah, I mean, I'll probably get it. I'm interested in it. It looks good, but I just it's kind of like uh, what the heck was that game? We we just constantly see gameplay of that. I mean it could be fill in the blank, but there was just games <laughs> was that like, you would just see constant gameplay footage. Deathloop. Deathloop, thank you. Every time there was a presser for anybody, Deathloop, Deathloop, Death and it was like the same type of content.
1: Yeah. I feel like PlayStation like <laughs> showed Deathloop more than they showed like any of their own first party Yeah. Games.
2: And they were showing they had like they I think the last direct they showed, they showed like eighteen minutes of Deathloop and it was a week before release of Deathloop. <laughs> like I I don't know I just it still confuses me that they show this much I'm happy that Riders Republic is going free to play maybe more people will play it Uh, is it going free to play did they say that yeah it said free to play Uh, I think for
1: a little bit like I don't think it's free to play I I thought
2: it was just going free to play Uh, okay well if it's going free to play temporarily still hopefully more people will play it still a great game
1: I still think about that game all the time. I had so much fun with that game.
2: Yeah. Uh, And they're adding more content, which is great. And yeah. And then we saw very little of the Division 2, but a whole bunch of very little. Yeah. Like, no, I don't really feel like we got any content. It was just like information with pretty graphics. Are you? Although that that mobile game looks terrible.
1: Uh, yeah the mobile game didn't look great do you have any <laughs> desire to go back to the division 2 and play more of it
2: i always have a desire to go back to the to, to division 2 as just like i reinstalled wildlands for some reason <laughs> i have the want to go back and play these games yeah but I, I think it's always like brought on by someone saying hey i want to play this game and i go oh yeah so do i so i'm going to yeah. install it so we can maybe play it together and that just never happens
1: yeah uh, what are the chances that you're going to play the Division Heartland, that, their free-to-play one that comes out in 2023?
2: I'll play Heartland for sure. I'll at least give it a shot. Um, I'm still wondering where the heck is their other free-to-play game that I beta tested.
0: Oh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Did the they Overwatch, cancel that?
2: Did they cancel it? Like, that was fun, but I played. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know what's going on with that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'll check out Heartland for sure. Looks good. Why don't you go on? I ca- I'm going to cover all the games on this thing before. Well, you I mean, a, well,
1: that's okay. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm really like the Division two. Um, so yeah. I am interested in more divisions. So I will definitely try out Heartland. I'm a little worried about the free to play part of it, but we'll see what happens there. Sure. Um, you know, Trackmania, Rainbow Six, the Division Resurgence, their mobile game, Just Dance, like none of those did like anything for me, right? Um, and then they got to the uh, Assassin's Creed Rock Block of a whole bunch of assassin's creed news uh and you know apparently we have just discovered that we have some insiders who just know about basically everything at this point because goodness gracious as of late there's been so many leaks about things and they've been basically 100 spot on it seems uh so assassin's creed mirage is the new assassin's creed coming out in 2023 uh and it's supposed to be more uh Focused like the original Assassin's Creed, uh, much more focused on stealth and assassinations, not so RPGE like the the series has gotten. Um, people seem really excited about it. Um, it's going to fo- star a younger um, Basim um, from Assassin's Creed Valhalla, and following him, you know, and his uh, growth into the assassins uh, in Baghdad. Uh Josh I know you are someone who is, seems if I recall correctly uh really enjoy the older Assassin's Creed Assassins Creeds. Yeah. Um but maybe has not been as down with the new ones. Are you excited about Mirage?
2: I'm excited for the potential of the rumors, but they didn't really confirm in the in this that it is going back. I mean they kind of slightly referenced it, but mm-hmm. we don't have any like idea to the extent of how much they meant about going back to its origins because right. they could have just meant Assassin's Creed Origins. Uh, they could have. But if it, yeah, if it goes back to like AC one through three, I'm way more interested than, uh, but I'm still interested. I've been interested in every Assassin's Creed game. I really yeah. like the Assassin's Creed lore and, and story. And I really wanted to love Odyssey and Origins and Valhalla, but they just don't fall into that real of games i can play and enjoy um in fact like i reinstalled origins the second it came on game pass and then mm-hmm. i deleted it like 3 weeks later cuz oh, i was like no. i didn't even launch it <laughs> uh so i'm excited to see where mirage goes and if it is going to be like the original assassins and if it is then i'm i'm going to love it uh i'm just i love that they change the settings all the time and that they're genuine genuinely like uh built to scale and unique while they might have the same game mechanics the worlds are completely like reproduced to what the best like they do so much work um, on recreating these environments that they're going back to uh i can't i can never take that away from them and i i would love to experience like this type this time in baghdad and and seeing what what uh the middle east is like at that point in time like It's very fascinating to me.
1: Yeah. Uh, I am totally down for Mirage. Uh, I am someone who I've come to the realization. I think that uh, Assassin's Creed might be my second favorite series. Yeah. Like after Uncharted. Sure. And I wouldn't count The Last of Us as a series since there's only two of them. Uh, But I, I never played the original Assassin's Creed. I have really no desire to, to be honest. Um, And I never played the side-scrollers. But other than that, oh, I think I have played and, <laughs> Yeah. But other than that, I think I have played and finished every Assassin's Creed game. Yeah. Since then, which is still like 10 games. Um, and I just really like them. And I'm over 100 hours into Valhalla. I still have it installed. Like, I still, every time I boot up a game, I'm like, hmm, maybe I'll go play more Valhalla. Like, it still has that pull to me. Uh, so I'm down for this. I'm down for a more focused story, a little bit of a shorter experience, especially right now with how much I'm getting, able to play games. Uh, I'm excited about it. So, We'll see, you know, how true to form it is, if it is going back to, you know, that much older. And yeah, Assassin's Creed 1, I know, like, even though I haven't played it, I know that some are saying that this is more similar to that. But even if it's more Assassin's Creed 2, where it was still very focused on stealth and stabbing and things like that, like, I, yeah. I think people will be happy um, for that. And even though I'm someone who really enjoys the the most recent three, um, I'm down for a new experience that's like the old ones. Like, that's totally fine. Like, I'm not like, no, you must keep being an RPG. Right. I'm totally fine with that. Uh, they also announced that Assassin's Creed Valhalla is getting its final chapter of DLC. This is a free DLC for everyone to kind of wrap up um, the story with Valhalla, uh, and which is, you know, I think probably a bummer for some people. But uh, I still have a lot of things to do with Avor before <laughs> I actually have to play that chapter. Um still so have plenty of plenty of things to do, so that makes sense. This game has been supported for a long time, uh, and I think they need to, you know, start pushing resources to some other games. We'll talk about in a moment. Uh, They also revealed Assassin's Creed codename Jade, which is their mobile Assassin's Creed game set in China. Um, Sounds like that one's quite a ways out, 2024, potentially at the earliest there. Um, And then an Assassin's Creed Netflix series and an Assassin's Creed Netflix game. Um, So like I said, just Assassin's Creed news thrown all over the place, all the Assassin's Creed things. Uh, Between an Assassin's Creed Netflix game, yeah. And in the an Assassin's Creed Netflix series, which one are you more excited about, Josh?
2: I mean, the Assassin's Creed series has so much potential. Uh Did you see the
1: Assassin's Creed movie?
2: I didn't because I had like <laughs> I, I'll probably watch it at some point. I love my I love Fassbender. I just couldn't imagine them making that a good movie.
1: It wasn't very good.
2: Yeah, I'm sure. I I'm, I'm assuming it wasn't. But uh yeah, it, it's it's this is a game that should be a series anyways. That was something that unfortunately that movie came out before we were really in this world of people discovering series as the way to go right uh so i'm excited for that uh I'm, i have no faith in a netflix game uh but i mean <laughs> i'd be interested to check it out but uh, i would be i'm way more interested in the show uh, the series yeah.
0: version of
1: it. i would agree i'm also more interested in the show just because i don't play too too many mobile games uh other than uh Clap Hands Golf. That's about the only mobile game I'm playing still, uh, which is so good. And then apparently you can now buy on Switch if you want to for $20 uh, with a new <laughs> name. Uh, but then also after that, then they re- really revealed kind of the two big hitters that they have coming. Um, that's Assassin's Creed Codename Red yeah. and Assassin's Creed Codename Hexa. Uh, so Codename Red is the first of the two that we're going to see. Um, it sounds like probably 2024 is the earliest still for this game. Uh, but this is them finally... Uh making Assassin's Creed Japan for lack of a better word. Uh and then as- uh, Assassin's Creed codename Hexa, really very little is known about it. Um, we know that Clint Hawking is directing Hexa, um, which he just did the last Watch Dogs game. Uh, and we know from rumors make it sound like it's supposed to be kind of a spookier like horror take on Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Um, and then uh Red is being developed by the Odyssey team, um, as who's working on the codename Red. Uh Josh. Between these two games, I have a feeling I'm going to know the answer. One of them that is more appealing to you. What do you think about these two announcements? And what do you think about Assassin's Creed finally going to Japan like people have been asking for for a decade?
2: Well, here's what I'll say a couple of things. First of all, I think it's so stupid that they announced these things this early. You could lose creative directors. You could lose titles. You could lose settings. Why? Why not just talk about Infinity and just leave these things to be announced later? Because now we're gonna have to hear about Red and Hexa for five more years. But
1: don't Um, we also get on? But don't we also get on them for being too secretive? Like, don't we both tell? You don't. That's true. (laughs) I'm saying in general, like we talk about how game, you know, people, the internet talks about how gaming is too secretive. So then they're like, "Fine, here's what we're working on." We're like, "Well, we don't want to know about that. It's not coming out for five years." Like what? they darned I, if they do. They're darned if they don't.
2: No, I, I guess I just, that's just people wanting their cake and eating it too. Like, do you remember? This is not related to Ubisoft at all. So, when, when Emily Shamilon did Unbreakable, yeah. he did one trailer, one cut trailer for that movie. Yeah. And it literally just had Bruce Willis sitting in a hospital room, and that's it, talking about something. We didn't know what the movie was about. And that's like so appealing to me. Give me little, give me enough, get me in. But like, we got to look at Assassin's Creed, Codename Red, and Codename Hexay, and not hear about Beyond Good and Evil 2. What is happening in Ubisoft? (laughs) A game that you talked about four to six years ago, I always had two years for COVID, uh, that we have seen nothing of. It could be canceled. They say it's not. We've seen no gameplay. We don't know what type of game it's going to be. But you're gonna tease me Blair Witch and Shinobi and expect me to be over the moon. I'm cautiously optimistic, <laughs> is what I'm gonna be. I love I love both of the ideas, right? I love the idea of ninjas, but it also kind of goes against assassins, the like the uh, guild of assassins. Like, I don't understand how they're going to take ninjas into assassins or vice versa because ninjas are assassins, but they have a code and it's not the same code. So I don't know what they're going to do there. And I have no clue how they're going to manage a, a, a Blair Witch uh, assassin. <laughs> like what's that even going to be like? It's going to have to be a totally different type of game with the Assassin's uh, Creed name on it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, Hey, Josh, did you know that currently uh, Avatar 5 is slated to release December 22nd, 2028?
2: But at least they're filming in that same time. (laughs) Like they have a a story and they're filming it.
0: Yeah. And also it could be
2: terrible. Like they're also gambling. Because we got Avatar 2 coming out, it could bomb. And they have already filmed 3 and (laughs) 4. So like, what do they do if (laughs) Avatar 2 bombs? Someone's like, wait a second. James Cameron do what? With how yeah. much of our money in the yeah. second movie was terrible? <laughs> like that's like the George Lucas thing. Like, can you imagine if they hadn't greenlit episode two and three, they would have just yeah. ended Star Wars at Phantom Menace. It <laughs> would have been over.
1: <laughs> um I so I of these two games, I'm more interested in Hexa than I am in Red. Sure. Uh I think and this is where I am going to be very I don't know what the right word for it is. Uh, I'm going to be a hypocrite is what I'm going to be. Number one, we are, apparently now there's two play, there's three types of video games that are getting made now. Games that happen in Japan, games that happen in space, and games that involve farming. Those are the three types of video <laughs> games that currently yes. exist in the world. <laughs> yes. Uh, but I, I am happy that finally Assassin's Creed is going to Japan like we've asked it to, right? Like yeah. Fans have been asking for this forever. So that's exciting on one portion, on one face. On the other face, and this is the hypocrite part of me, it kind of seems like Ubisoft is like desperate, right? Like, hey, here we're giving you this thing you finally asked for. You've asked for this, we're giving it to you finally, right? right? Like they they have lost the confidence to do what they want to do.
0: It should be the now, last maybe they place do they want they to do
1: this, right? And maybe, like I said, maybe they do want to do this. It just yeah. seems like with everything we've heard about Ubisoft, with all the challenges that they feel like that, that it seems like have been going on there. With, uh, you know, getting investments of money from other companies and like all these things that are happening. It seems like they are now like, we need to do something to ensure people are excited about the next Assassin's Creed. We're finally going to give them what they're asking for. Not because we want to, but because we need to. Does that make sense?
2: Yes.
0: I, uh, I hear you.
1: So and am I going to play it? 100% I am because I'm a sucker for Assassin's Creed. So I'm totally going to play it and maybe it's going to be awesome. I do think what will be interesting though is what releases first, this or Ghost of Tsushima 2. We'll see what happens.
2: Oh, yeah.
1: Which isn't even announced, but who knows? You gotta imagine that's happening. So, but they have an
2: engine for it, so it'll be out before uh, this Assassin's Creed game. <laughs>
1: uh, the final thing they really mentioned, um, or really, really briefly, they did say that Assassin's Creed multiplayer games are still being looked at; that those are not like done sure. for necessarily. Um, and then they also talked about Assassin's Creed Infinity, um, which is basically just going to be like their fast Assassin's Creed hub. I think is the easiest way to look at it. Kind of like the Assassin's Creed launcher that like both Red and Hexa will live within Infinity. I kind of feel like this seems like this is going to be the animus now, that Infinity will be the animus, the connection to the future, and the games will very much all just be 100% set in the past. No more of this going back and forth, is my guess. We'll see what happens. So anything else about Ubisoft, Josh? We've been talking a long time, so I just want to make sure we keep it moving here.
2: Oh, I had thought about something. I don't know that it was Ubisoft related, so no.
1: (laughs) Okay, what else would you like to talk about then? Do you want to talk about some Marvel games? Did you want to talk about some PlayStation games?
2: Shoot. I what I thought about well, we don't have in here. Now I'm forgetting what it was. So let's talk about the Disney and Marvel game showcase, I guess, right? We sure, should probably talk yeah. about it. Um What should we talk about? About this. Well, so, hey, your most
1: anticipated game of the year is still coming out this year.
2: We got a date for Midnight yeah. Suns. Which is great. Are you surprised it's still this year? Yes, and I'm. I also don't believe it'll be out this year. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I think it. uh, I would love for. I. It's December. December second, right? I think is what they said. Uh. Yes. Okay. So if it comes out December second, great. Great early Christmas present for me. I'm very excited for the possibility of that. They still didn't really show us gameplay, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, there was some. (laughs) A little bit. Yeah. I mean, yeah. everything was so fast in this showcase. My goodness yes. gracious.
2: Very quick. Uh, we did see Disney Dreamlight Valley, of course. Uh, I think the big news uh, I guess it's big news. Sammy Hennings, like I guess that's not even really big news. I don't even talk about that. Uh Star Wars Hunters, which I think is is that that's mobile, right?: Yeah, I I'm think not so. interested in that. Terrible. uh no more mobile games please i know i'm saying that while i love marvel snap and i can't get enough of it which we got an
1: official release date for marvel snap
2: october 15th the rest of you fools can play a game i'm already mastered uh
1: (laughs) we'll see about that
2: i actually have not mastered it at all not even close but i'm still having tons of fun with it uh we got the big star wars eclipse trailer ish Mm -hmm. cgt's uh um, quantic dream out of all people which is very surprising is bringing this game did we already know that because i that was surprising yes to me. okay yes. So, so i we didn't the, know that
1: we saw this uh trailer uh, quite a long time ago and i'll be honest josh when we get back down to some of these lower things these are not things that happened. these are things that they're hoping happened right everything right, right, that right. did happen is just at the very very top okay um okay. but yeah so or maybe they talked about it at some panel somewhere but it was definitely not in the showcase um yeah, so we knew about that that was the one that was um had like the i don't know for lack of a better word like it has like it was very percussive right like right. for the trailer and stuff and it was like, oh, this is a star wars game that's interesting uh but it did seem very um what's the word I'm looking for it was definitely a very um mobile focused um presentation, yeah uh, there were some good things though there, but It really did seem like it was very focused on mobile games, which makes sense, I guess, too, because I'm sure that's their biggest market. So I'm trying to find a better link for the games that were revealed here.
2: That's okay. Yeah. I mean, we could talk about Avatar Reckoning. Why why are they showing us a third person mobile shooter instead of the (laughs) Avatar game that people are waiting for? Right. Uh, that seemed really weird and uninteresting to me. Uh, I will say I'm curious about Marvel World of Heroes, which is being done by Niantic, who does um, uh, Pokemon Go. Mm-hmm. So I'm interested in that. And then, yes, uh, what you just shared with me. Well, first of all, my son is really interested in that Mickey Mouse game. The Disney from- Legend Island? Yeah, because it's based off of the new animation style for the creepy, I'll call it, creepy Mickey Mouse cartoons, which you'll get to see (laughs) when you're riding in the transportation buses in Disney. Um, Yeah, four-player cooperative kind of uh, game, which looks interesting coming to the Switch. And we got the teaser for, I don't know how this is going to work out uh, thematically, but Amy Henning's Marvel game where it has... Black Panther, which is T'Challa's father in World War II with Steve Rogers. Uh, As far as I know, there's no precedence for that. So I'm curious how that's going to work out. But maybe I missed a comic run over seven that has Black Panther in World War II. Uh, (laughs) Very possible. It's very hard to read all of the Marvel comics. Uh, And I'll let you talk about some more, but I'll talk about how disinterested I am in a Tron graphic novel video game. <laughs> I have yeah. zero interest in that.
1: Yeah, that Tron game was interesting. Um, the, Mar- the the Captain America Black Panther game, Amy Hennig's game, doesn't even have a title yet, right? Like, yeah. they kind of rigged... I don't want to say ripped off, but kind of ripped off the Tinker Taylor Soldier Spy yes. idea and, like, you know, had King Captain Soldier Spy. Uh, so... That I'm interested because I like Amy Henning's other games, so I'm interested to see what yeah. that becomes. But it just, I mean, there was it was a nothing burger, like, we know nothing about that game still, other than you know, those are the two the people who are in it. So, yay, I guess that's good. <laughs> um, I did think Disney Illusion Island looked kind of fun, so I was yeah. like, oh, that doesn't seem too bad as far as that goes. Uh, that Avatar Reckoning game looked horrible, yes, um, well, like really, really bad, very um, glitchy, the,
2: the just the graphics were horrible.
1: Yeah, that was rough looking. Um, So realistically, out of this entire thing, what I am most excited about really is probably um, Marvel Snap. Like everything else,
0: I just,
1: (laughs) you know, was either way far off as far as like Amy Henning's game. Marvel Snap, I I am very, very excited about. Um, But yeah, other than that, Disney Illusion Island was the only thing that really, really stuck out to me. Um, I just was really, yeah, overall just kind of disappointed about pretty much everything else. Um, and then, like, like with Star Wars, is like, hey, we're getting new characters. Cool, I guess. Like, that's great. Right.
2: You can pay two dollars um, to play as the Mandalorian. <laughs> yeah.
1: Like, I, I don't think it was bad that they did their own showcase. I just think that they could have, um, they need to figure out and they need to work with our partners, i.e., like PlayStation, and be like, could you imagine if they had like Spider Man two and Wolverine Yeah, I expected more this from this? You know.
2: Yeah.
1: And, and I didn't really because I, I could very much say see PlayStation being like, well, we're going to show that at our thing. You know, sure. like, and sure, like, I get that, um, but maybe work something out where you are like, playing them close together and then be like, oh, see more footage, like, do a teaser and then be like, see more footage at the PlayStation event, oh, blah, blah, blah. Like, you could do that. Like, that's the thing you could do. Yeah. So. Uh, Anything else then about uh Marvel?
2: No, a little short, a lot shorter than I expected it to be, but nothing, nothing crazy to, that was announced.
1: Yeah, it was, I mean, it was so fast, like, just, man yeah event like game after game after game after game
0: yep, yep. sorry i'm
1: looking now yeah, for a okay. better state of play recap here
0: oh, i yeah, realize don't now that create... the,
1: the one i gave you is just as bad um as what i had given before so that's not helpful so let's talk about that playstation state of play though josh did you watch it
2: uh you know i didn't realize it was a state of play so uh i watched all the trailers
0: uh, because so I was like,
2: oh my gosh, there's a bunch of new trailers out, and I didn't realize a state of play had been announced and that it had happened already.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was like a 24 hours notice, and then it yeah. was like, hey, we're doing a state of play tomorrow afternoon, and then it was like, boom, there it is. Uh, they talked about 10 games in 20 minutes. Um, Tekken 8 kicked things off. Uh, Josh, you're a fighting game fan. What'd you think of Tekken 8? Uh, supposedly running on a PlayStation 5, but obviously, you know, we know that's uh, and uh, exactly what the fights are going to look like.
2: Ah uh, yeah, I mean uh, they're not going to look like that. And I think that's my biggest disappointment with this announcement was just that it was fabricated combat, you know, like that's it, not what the game is going to be. Uh, but I'm excited for a new Tekken and I'm yeah. excited to see where they go from 7 to 8 because there's a lot of there's been a lot of technological technological advancements in fighting games. Just from like Mortal Kombat 10 to now. Mm-hmm. And Tekken 7 right in that window of like that time period between Street yeah. Fighter 5, Tekken 7, Mortal Kombat 9, 10. So I'm really excited to see where they go. But you know, Tekken's combat, Tekken's fighting style has never changed.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So I think everyone's going to know what to expect as far as like if I'm going to compare it to Street Fighter 6, like Street Fighter 6 looks like a different beast. Right. On 5. In fact, it looks more like Tekken. Uh so I'll be curious to see uh both games actually. But Tekken, uh I'm excited to play
1: it. Yeah. So uh so yeah, that's what they kick things off with and you know, whether or not that was a you know accurate representation of what things are going to be. I thought it was a pretty hype trailer and a good way to to yeah kick off what was a show that i had very low expectations for i did not expect this with how short the notice was uh i was like okay they have to do some things to like appease their uh, playstation partners like in japan and things like that because this is right before tokyo game show yeah um, so i thought that was a pretty good you know fire start to things uh and then they're like hey we're gonna show you some psvr2 games and i was like could you have picked two worst psvr2 games right. to show us <laughs> uh and then you tell <laughs> us a few days later that your psvr games aren't backwards compatible with psvr2 games and you're like so i have to like. Look- forward to playing to that crap Not too bad. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a bummer uh but then we did get a trailer for like a dragon ishin um yeah. as we have now found out the yakuza series is fully transitioning to just being called like a dragon like it is in japan uh so ishin is a, a remake of a, a game that was never released in the u.s um josh any desire to play a little uh old yakuza game
2: Hi. There's this, I have this weird, want, well, I guess it's not weird. I want to play these games. Yeah. I want to try them, I should say. I had installed Yakuza 0, I think is where they say to start. Yep. And then I just sat, I just sat there and I needed space, so I had installed it. I still want to play it. It's on Game Pass. I'll play it at some point yeah. because I know people love it. And I just need to know if it's a game I'll enjoy or not and then go from there. So I'm going to start with Yakuza 0 at some point. I don't know when. probably before Eldering though
1: (laughs) gotcha so after that then uh, we saw hogwarts legacy again talked a little Mm. bit about the playstation content that's going to be there uh then we saw this game called pacific drive which they call a road like yes that's right road like uh and this game was weird but neat i thought josh what did you think of pacific drive
2: Uh, uh did i see it
1: Maybe you didn't. It's an indie game where you are driving a station wagon to the Pacific Northwest. No,
2: I didn't where the see weird that. weird
1: feels have it. Oh, well, you should check it out at some point. Okay. It's weird. Uh, then we also saw the uh, some gameplay for Sin Duality, um, which I, I don't know really exactly what this game was. It looked kind of interesting, I suppose. Um, but then we got into some things that I think were maybe a little more hype for people. Uh, the uh, We saw a pro- what had been previously called project eve come back with this new name stellar blade uh i'm still stoked about this game i think it looks awesome uh and it is one of those that is now a playstation 5 console exclusive um coming out in 2023 uh along with then kawi tecmo and team ninja apparently they're spreading the love everyone's getting some some content from them um with rise of ronin um another Mm. playstation 5 console exclusive but not coming out until 2024 So I think this might be the first officially 2024 dated game we've seen so far. Um, But again, you know, I was talking about, we got some games in Japan. Uh, We have the Assassin's Creed game, and then you have Like a Dragon Ishin. And then we heard from um, the Like a Dragon team that there's two more games that they have in development. You got Rise of Ronin, uh, a lot of Japanese things going on. And then, of course, the the icing on the cake um, was that God of War Ragnarok story trailer. Yeah. Uh, so just in general, Josh, overall, any of those games you want to talk about specifically? Thoughts on the event? Are you hyped for God of War? Tell us what you're thinking.
2: God of War looks great. Uh, I'm really excited to get into that. I think, I don't know why, but for some reason that that story really feels new. It shouldn't, right? Right. But it feels really like new and interesting. And like we just saw a lot of really quick like clips of people coming back from God of War, uh, like Thor's in there and um, whoever, like there's some, some curious people in there that I'm really interested to see who's, who's what. And I'm curious. uh, I don't like, I'm curious where they're going to go with Atreus, uh, Atreus, sorry, and see what they like, are they really gonna, are they going to just jump right to, the spoiler at the end of God of War, or are we going to get there slowly? How's that going to play out? I'm just really interested in uh, getting my hands on this game and enjoying the crap out of the story.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. And I will say, uh, having um, Toby <laughs> um, being, uh, why am I blanking? The name of Odin. There we go. I'm like, why does I blanking on that? Like oh. having that, like, just doing that voiceover and like that whole part about, like, um, what do you know about being a god? Has anybody yeah. ever worshipped you? Has everyone prayed to you? Like, I was like, oh man, like, this is actually getting me really hyped. Like, I know yeah. this is a marketing trailer, right? These whole things are marketing to get us to buy it, but by the time they got to the end and they showed, um, the clash between Thor and Kratos and like them throwing the hammer and axe at each yeah. other, and like, I was like, I'm in, let's go, I'm hyped, I want to play this game. Like, yes, it is a trailer meant to get me excited, and it did its job. 100% it did its job. Um, so I thought it looked pretty good. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I I think maybe because I had such low expectations for this state of play, uh, I really enjoyed it overall. Like I said, I'm not a big Tekken person. Um, but like, like a dragon Ishan, like the, like a dragon games are great. I'm going to be getting Hogwarts legacy anyway. So there's another game in here that I'm going to be playing. Pacific drive was a really unique looking game that actually kind of brought me in sin duality. I could go without not a big deal, but like stellar blade I'm in on rise of Ronin. I'm in on God of war Ragnarok I'm in on. So for me, as far as games that I want to play, like this one definitely delivered. And like I said, because my expectations were so low, um, I actually felt pretty good about what they showed for a, like basically 24-hour notice of like hey here comes the state of play
2: yeah
1: yep any final thoughts on the state of play from you sir uh
2: just a good old state of play good stuff i enjoyed the stuff i you know i really do miss like i'm bummed i didn't watch it as like a full thing like yeah watching it on youtube clips is fine but it's not capturing what they're trying to deliver so uh yeah it's good
1: yeah So, I hear you there. I hear you there. Uh, Do you want to talk at all about uh, Bonnie Ross leaving or the Nintendo Direct? I know you didn't see it. or Uh, Everyone's leaving Halo.
2: (laughs) Everyone's leaving 343. I get it. They they had a rough year, uh, and it's still continuing to be rough for them and the fans. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I mean, the Nintendo Direct was... I guess the big news is we get a title for Breath of the Wild too. <laughs> yeah, a t- uh, and a we kingdom? get some we got some old games coming to the N64 online. Yeah, which is fine. I mean, I guess the the bigger news is GoldenEye can have multiplayer. Yeah, uh, but uh, I've talked about having retried playing GoldenEye recently, and it's great, great that you can have four people <laughs> trying to figure out how to move. Uh, yeah. It's yeah. not gonna be fun. So I, I'm I will happy say for all those people who think they're happy.
1: <laughs> my my biggest takeaway from that Nintendo Direct, and I, there like there are games in there that I am I will definitely play. Yeah. But like really like Octopath Traveler 2 looks great. Um, but I think one of the things I noticed is that Nintendo still can do a great job of making games look great on that, but some yeah. of those ports are starting to look like like 1080? and I know this is like Sifu looked a really frame. Oh, Sifu like, looked horrible, yeah. You know, like, so that's where I'm like, oh, man, like, I know, like, people don't want necessarily new Switch hardware, but, like, I think they kind of are almost at the point where they almost need new hardware. like If they're going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Especially as we're getting more into, you know, like, Tekken is, a, not that Tekken necessarily would come to Switch, but, like, Tekken is a next-gen only game. You know, like, we're starting to see those really start to happen now, and I think the ability to port them is going to get more and more challenging as we go
2: Yeah, get here, yeah, but. I
1: agree. But maybe I'm wrong. I don't know much about game development, so who knows. But uh do you want to talk about the GTA six leak at all?
2: I mean, we can just I just threw it on there because it's the talk of the town now, but <clears throat> um it's just a kind of a bummer thing, right? in fact, when I first saw the clips it leaked, I thought it looked really good. I was like, wow, it's very impressive. And then, you know, the the bigger pictures started to get painted on social media and 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 it really sucks. Yeah. That somebody decided to do this and is now like literally trying to pull ransom nonsense. So we start with CD Projekt Red, now we see it happening with with Rockstar. And I think the only thing I would really say is that I I hope that this person gets caught and that they have to face consequences because this is not helping anybody. Right. Um, And it's just giving these trolls on the internet more ammo for oh yeah i'm like i saw someone a lot of peers tweeted about it saying about how how horrible this is for everybody and like the second commenter was like well i think this is great news because leaks are how i decide if i'm gonna buy a game or not and you're like w-, and everyone's commenting on, to this person like well how is that even a way to decide or right that's a bot or something but This is just, all it's doing is giving these people ammo when there's plenty of ammo out there. They don't need more things to sling around and make people, like, there's people literally trying to work to surprise people with a rockstar quality game. And you're just taking that away from them. It just stinks. That's all.
1: Yeah, I mean, and kind of like you said, like actually, when I looked at those, I was like, okay, so this is these are leaks for a game coming out what in three years? Yeah, three to four this years. This looks away. pretty good.
0: Like, yeah. I was like,
1: I thought this looked, and I didn't know the extent of them when I first looked at them. Like I just saw some screenshots and things, and then once I saw like what the extent of everything was, I'm like, well, I'm not gonna look anymore because like yeah. I just thought it was like you know six screenshots or whatever, not like the net code and like all right. this other stuff. So I was like, well, I don't really want to support that, but I was like, I from what I saw, I was like. For a game that is probably as far off as this game is, I think that looks great. Yeah. Um. But again, who who knows? Who knows? So, uh, don't uh hack into places and steal things. That's mean. Don't do that. So, <laughs> cool. Anything else you want to talk about before we wrap things up? This has been a longy, as we say, Josh.
2: It's been a longy. I think people expect it to be a longy, so we don't. We can. We don't have to go on more.
1: <laughs> okay. 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 Uh, anything? Any uh, questions? Any emails? Anything like that?
2: No, we didn't get any emails or questions, but that's because we didn't ask. <laughs> we didn't. That is true. We All
1: right. So with that, we'll move, towards, <laughs> we'll move towards wrapping things up. Obviously, we're a gaming podcast since we talked about games for the last 90 plus minutes. Um, hmm. I count... I cut cut out the half hour where we talked about other things at the beginning so 90 plus minutes uh, of that um uh, so obviously we're a gaming podcast, but we want to give you a, one recommendation suggestion or other thing we're currently into that's helping us live a well-rounded life josh what is your recommendation this week
2: well i've consumed so many things between last time and now but i would say the thing that stands out the most to me um is something i've enjoyed quite a great deal of it is a documentary series on FX and Tulu the next day. It's called Welcome to Wrexham. It is essentially the real life Ted Lasso, uh, to a degree. Uh, it is about the football team that Ra- Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney have bought together um in Wrexham, which is in Wales. And yeah, it's it's a documentary about the whole process. The 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 tough stuff that had to happen, the stress that people went through. But you know what I really like about it is it really captures um, British football. It really captures soccer. It captures how a soccer team affects the whole community in the UK. And yeah. it, 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 there was a point where I was like, why are they interviewing a Wrexham fan? It was weird. I'm like, this is not about like and then it makes total sense. It really goes into even some of the fans' home lives and what this means to them and, and what it means to be in Premier League and what it means to be relegated and promoted and how much the players make between those advances and stuff. And it's kinda like if your favorite baseball team came in last place that they had to drop to triple A. Could you imagine
1: and, how and cool if, that would
2: be? Right. And then if they were in A and they were in Las place, they had to drop to AA. Like that would be that's, so cool. But they also lose their salary too. Their salary goes with the salary of that league. So there's well, yeah. players who would make 4.6 million pounds a year down to 33,000 pounds a year if their yeah. team did terribly. And that affects the community. It affects... Tourism, it affects how much people can pay at the pubs. It affects yeah, no, how long the sure, pubs sure. are open. And also deals with COVID. Um and how that affected them. Very fascinating series. They drop two episodes a week. So if you wanted to go watch now, I think there's six to eight episodes available to watch. I'm not sure how long it runs. Um but it's great. I really enjoy watching it. Uh very well done documentary series welcome to rex uh, awesome
1: why well, i am adding what that happens. i didn't even this was not on my radar at all and now oh, it nice. is because this sounds awesome so thank you for sharing it i've also been watching quite a few things because like my 30 to 45 minutes i get at lunch at work is like the only all like right, entertainment yeah. i've had this watching shows <laughs> other than this one show that the partner and i have been watching that is lord of the rings the rings of power on amazon
0: yeah
1: now this show i don't know i i'm not a huge lord of the rings fan like i've never read the books um, I've watched the movies a number of times. My partner is a huge Lord of the Rings fan. can tell him is tell me all the things. I have to stop and ask her questions all the time. Uh, but this show, Josh, have you watched this at all? I have. I love this show. It's very good. I <laughs> love it so much. Uh, this is the most expensive show made in history uh, by Price. For now. And every <laughs> single dollar of it you see on the screen. Oh, yeah. Every oh, single yeah. dollar. Like, and it, like the special effects are amazing. The characters are great. Like I am super into this show. And I, like I said, I'm not a huge Lord of the Rings fan, but I, so I don't really know what it is about this show. If it's just pure escapism of like <laughs> everything going out in the world right now or what, but man, I am really, really digging this. And um, supposedly, you know, Amazon has said that this is like going to dictate their streaming future. Like that the success sure. of the show will dictate what they do moving forward. Uh, so hopefully it's successful because otherwise, you know, Amazon has some great shows, uh, but I'm really loving The Rings of Power. And even if you're not super into Lord of the Rings, this is something I think you can easily, easily get into. Yeah. Um, It's about, they've had four episodes so far. I think there's four more. I think the first season is eight episodes, yeah, maybe I think 10, it's eight. But but yeah, about halfway through. So uh, if you haven't jumped in yet, do jump in because like I said, if for nothing else, this show is a spectacle Um, in, in the best senses of those terms. Uh, and it looks absolutely amazing on the screen. So, Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power on Amazon Prime. Check it out. Uh, but with that, Jay hey Josh, what do you say we wrap this show up?
2: Let's do it. Thanks for joining us, everyone. And welcome back. Uh, in addition to finding us on Twitter and Instagram at Board with Fiji, you can find us on Facebook at slash board with VG. So, feel free to give us a five star rating over there. Also, if you want to communicate in the more long form, you're just not feeling social media, please feel free to email us at boardwithvg at gmail.com. We also tag our stuff on social medias with hashtag boardwithvg, so please feel free to use that hashtag as well so we can see what you're up to. And whatever podcast service you're listening to us on, we encourage you to give us a stellar rating. That is whether you're downloading us from the Dice Tower Network feed or our very own standalone Board with Video Games feed. Uh, you can find me on Xbox Live, PlayStation Network, Steam, etc., etc. At Why So Serious? It's S-I-R-R-I-U-S. Kyle, where can the people find you?
1: So you can find me on all the usual places: Twitter, Instagram, PlayStation Network, Xbox Live, BoardGameGeek, All at Psychocross. C-Y-C-O-C-R-O-S-S. As always, if you have suggestions for future topics, be sure to reach out to us on the social media. Even though it might not be a while till you hear that, <laughs> hear us yeah. cover the topic, we'll still cover it because uh, we do want to talk about what you want to hear about. And remember, everyone, whether it be board games or video games, never stop. Again.
0: Josh, sounds like Rost. I just wanted to uh, send you a little message. I believe you've known each other for quite some
1: time, but you've never met in person. Well, as an outsider, I understand that. But
0: keep training, keep focused on each other, have each other's backs, and keep broadcasting that podcast. You're doing God's work. All right, guys. Take care of yourselves. Best of luck. Rost.